All right, bear with me, guys. I'm going to get this set up. Hang on one second here. This is my first time doing this. Why is it showing to okay? All right, here we go. Good, good. All right, I think I got it. All right, can everyone see it? I hope everyone's got it. That's why I selected a five minute delay because I knew something wasn't gonna go right for me. I just knew it. Hey, Annie, hey, Casey, how are you guys doing? All right, so everyone can hear me in the background. We're good. Malia should be here soon. This is an Ian video, by the way, the star of the chat, Ian himself. With this again, I know I said this once already, but being a shorter episode and everything, I wanted to use I to this time to be it. able to talk about one, about another one of our viewers. This is the second viewer topic that we're going to be bringing up. So we have one of our followers and viewers that that's honestly, I, I don't remember how far back they started watching and engaging with us, but like they're awesome um they're on almost every live stream and uh bringing information forward and everything and and laughs and good conversation yeah. and it's uh, ian yeah ian, it's ian. the yep. star of the chat yep, which he's been dubbed <laughs> of the chat so uh we appreciate everything that comes from just we should get a little gold star and put ian's name on it we should we should that would be hilarious to use as an emote in the chat <laughs> that would be he, every time he comments people just spam star yeah. with Ian on it, star of the chat that'd be so funny super <laughs> funny but uh to dig into what we're talking about here he brought forward a very 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 interesting topic and with these shorter episodes this isn't going to do it justice but i wanted a little bit of an intro because i do feel like this is going to be pretty extensive for us to look into and dive into so I wanted to pull out a couple things here that I was like blown away on. Okay. So Ian put together a whole bunch of different links of uh, media coverage of the Idaho four before Koberger was the guy, you know what I mean? So to get an understanding and 
I don't know if it comes out today or tomorrow, but we have a character assassination 101 video where it's talking about laying out like the character assassination in this episode. And again, I say this every time and I'm going to keep saying it, you guys. We do not need Koberger to be innocent. That is not our place here. Uh, we don't need him to be guilty. In fact, I want him to be guilty because then that means there's not other killers out there running around in public. So I hope he is guilty, but we want to make sure that he's being convicted guilty with a fair trial. That's yeah, not or else you have the Murdoch situation we were just talking about. Right, right, right. So... We've seen a lot of hearsay in the Brian Koberger case between cannibalism and all this other stuff <laughs> from the media. You know what I mean? And incel, we've about, incel to cannibalistic. I, it's right. Being bullied as a fat kid with girls literally just throwing, throwing things, at, things him. at him every day, just all day throwing <laughs> things at him to being compared to the Florida hot yoga studio killer, like uh, Ted, to being Bundy. Ted Bundy. Um, but let's so, let's be honest. Ted Bundy has like way more charm and charisma than Koberger has has in his pinky finger. I know, <laughs> I know, for real. <laughs> um, but so he put together probably like twenty links here, giving us a whole bunch of stories. So I just wanted to read through some of these. This is from uh, November fifteenth to November 29th. and then I have a couple of them we'll actually get into. But the topics on each is. Uh, this one talks about the victims and campus impact, uh, early stages of the investigation, early stages of the investigation and initial community reaction, extensive timeline, more than one suspect, speculation on murder weapon, uh, slain while they slept and talks about the defensive wounds, Gonsalves family, victim timeline and no forced entry entry uh we should make this a multi-part series yeah i th i think we can do that i think we can do that but so here let me get through this so kaylee six calls to her boyfriend between 2 a.m and 3 a.m uh timeline for the 911 call food truck victim sleeping attacks the dead animals which is the dog unrelated they claim in this buddy yep uh timeline between 3 a.m 4 a.m 911 call this covers the difference in stab wounds, whether the victims were awake and when they were awake, when they were attacked, uh, boyfriend calls kind of goes into everything essentially. And then here's the two important ones, but with all of that, okay, that all seems like really basic media coverage, what you would expect from our media and news sources to come out with, right? They're speculating how this could have been done. They're speculating on uh, what type of person could have done this. They're speculating on what it was like inside the house during the crime, what it was like before the crime for these victims, what they would expect to see in the suspect and all these things that you would expect to see from media, right? Everything looks completely normal here. Now, once Koberger becomes the guy, though, all these stories start flipping. Nothing, nothing is about how he could have done it, why he could have done it. It's all the media telling everyone this is why he did it. This is, you know what I mean? And they're just painting and painting an image of who he is saying, you know, he is this incel person that's been walking down 
or, or in every school, having every woman that's ever looked at him throw things at him. He's a cannibal. He's a this. He's a that. And I think why Ian brought this up is uh, I think a lot of people are concerned with a fair trial, right? So why was there this switch? Why did we have to be told why Koberger's the guy and why couldn't the evidence that was being talked about from 1114 to or 1116 to 1129 paint its own image of Koberger? That's a super interesting question, in my opinion. Why? Why couldn't we let all of this that we're reading here paint its own image? Well, I do think it's interesting to know that bill thompson the county prosecutor was on at the crime scene very early on like days within this happening yep and we know the prosecution likes to paint an image they do but not for every case we don't see it for every case we see it for some cases where they're telling the general public who this person is, why they are this, and how they did this. And I think this is just one of the most intense situations I've seen of this happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I don't know. It, and so much of it is baseless with the character assassination. And it's so strange, too, to me, because... Uh, like, yes, uh, all these articles that we're seeing from the news and media, I feel those things, too, towards the person that did it. The only thing I'm waiting for to be able to, like, release those feelings is evidence proving this person is the one who did it. And I feel like that's what we're missing. So a lot of times we'll see where this character assassination and, and these kind of experts giving these opinions and things like that uh, on a suspect where they don't have a good case, which is insane to me. You would think that you would see these things when we do have a good case. There's a gnat in here. Mm. It's trying to fly in my face. But you would think you we would see these things when they have a strong case. Yeah. We don't hear people talking about... Gil, uh, Rex Hewerman being a cannibal. Wild. Why? You, you had people speculating on his motives and stuff, though. Not in the same way. No, no way. Not in the no same way. way. Not they, even it's mostly, it is mostly factual and evidence-based because the facts are so insane or asking that questions. they speak for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Or asking questions, right? Yeah. And that was almost a topic that I covered today um, was, uh, was, was one of the Gilgo topics. But uh, anyways, so as I'm going through this, he attached two links here okay and one of them was uh from 11 27 okay so it's by the sun and it's titled idaho university students killer is following in ted ted bundy's footsteps and is behind at least two other murders says pi right super interesting stood out to me right away so we have the university of idaho student murderers may be responsible for at least two other deaths following in serial killer ted bundy's footsteps funny how we've heard people compare brian koberger to ted bundy okay yeah that's what they're and doing here yeah i know they're not comparing brian to that 
they're just saying that this killer was comparable to Ted Bundy. Oh, so okay, okay, it's okay. interesting that this idea was already there before Brian and mm. then news media decided to attach it to Brian. You know what I mean? So uh -huh. um, it's been two weeks since four college kids were brutally stabbed to death in Moscow, Idaho home and police have yet to find the killer. Then they have a picture of Ted Bundy here, and then they have a picture of private investigator investigator Bill Warren, or Warner. I'm sorry, uh, Bill Warner also believes that the Idaho killer is responsible for two other unsolved murders. So, Bill Warner's private detective from Sarasota, Florida, called the murderer a copycat serial killer after tracing down the same killing spree pattern as the infamous Ted Bundy murders. The gruesome deaths of uh, the four roommates have captured the public's attention since police made the chilling discovery on November 13th. Warner has been looking to the case and extensively told the U.S. son about his theory into who the killer may be and where they may strike again. As far as I can ascertain, there is no link to any boyfriend of the three college students, says Warner. Cops have ruled out all male acquaintances. He added, appears to be a stalker targeted one of the girls, most likely Kaylee. The stalker serial killer knew where Kaylee lived and found easy access through a rear unlocked slider to the house and then went about killing anyone he found during the rampage. All of this appears to be done by a power control serial killer, much like serial killer Ted Bundy during his rampage in the 1970s, a current day copycat serial killer warned Warren. Now, these two attacks, okay? Warner mentioned two other unsolved murders that were committed in recent years, one in Oregon and one in Washington, right by Idaho. So super interesting. Both were knife attacks like the Idaho murders. On August 13th, 2021, a couple from Salem, Oregon, Travis and Jamalin uh, Juetten, sorry if I hacked that, were stabbed in the middle of the night with a long knife. Hmm. crazy it's identical okay it was so, a couple for, yeah friends said travis 26 died while trying to stop the frenzied killer from attacking his 24 year old wife who ended up surviving from 19 stab wounds oh so my gosh. It, she didn't survive based on another article i found but so this was august 13th 2021 okay when did it, it happened in november of 2022 yeah well there's one more before that sandra ladd 71 was discovered with multiple stab wounds in her torso on june 12th 2020 so if this killer could be linked to this um it could be an escalation and sandra could be possibly one of the first times one of the first okay when serial killers first start a lot of times we see them focusing on younger weaker more controllable people like younger people or if they're a man a small statured woman or in this case maybe elderly. an elderly woman well, 71 i want to know about her family members does she have a grandson does she have a child that i don't know yeah you know what i mean good, we need to look into good, who she is right? and if that could have been this person's first kill was so their mother or grandmother after, yeah. or something like that so many go after their mom or grandma because they have an overbearing controlling parent so 
Uh, Sandra Ladd was found in her Washougal home in Washington. The two knife attacks attacks happened within 70 miles of each other. However, police have said that a 2021 Oregon murder and a 99 Washington murder may also share similarities, but does not be any, does not appear to be any evidence related to the case. So, um, I pulled up the one of the couple. All right. So this article on the couple that I'm talking about, it's uh, titled Gripped with Fear, Haunting Link Between University of Idaho Murders and Horror Stabbing of Couple Could Crack Mystery Cases. So the cops believe they found a haunting link between the University of Idaho Murders and the horror stabbing of a couple in Oregon. Investigators said the killing shared similar characteristics to an earlier deadly knife attack on a sleeping couple. And you know what time this happened at? Hmm. 3 a.m. <gasps> no, 3 a.m. And if you guys didn't know, uh, serial killers hunting times tend to be at the same time. Every they time. Every time. BTK they tend to, was the same time. Exactly. Time. They go out at the same time like a switch. They change and go and do their thing. So when I was reading this, I was blown away, you guys, because a lot of these articles that Ian, again, thank you for sharing these. Um, we weren't covering true crime at the time. The podcast wasn't even around. We weren't even doing partial true crime when these were coming out. So we're just reading and figuring out these today, you know, right now, almost almost a year later. But how interesting is this? Yeah, I, we got to dig deeper into the articles. I know we're going to be able to make it a multi-part series, honestly, because yeah. there's also the question of the timeline of change, which I know he said is in these articles, too. Yes. Um, But that is interesting that they were finding links to other stabbings. It's super interesting. And this could go both ways, too. So if you're uh, if you're somebody that believes Koberger's guilty, because we have viewers that believe he's guilty and that's great. We want everyone to be able to talk and open up and share opinions here. This could also be him, technically. Was he in the area at that time? I, I need to triple check that, but there's no reason why it couldn't be and why there couldn't be other unsolved cases. These are unsolved. Yeah. Okay. So you could insert anybody into these situations. Now, if the crime matches, the time matches in the same general area and it matches, it's very, very, very likely the same person. Yep. And this could be proof of serial. This is three separate occurrences, okay? Three separate occurrences, all very similar. Large-edged weapon. Same times. Crazy. Weird. It is very weird. It is very, very weird. All within, so, what, an hour of each other? Yes, yes. All within 100 miles of each other. Yep. Hmm. Yep. So a $50,000 reward was put up by their family for information leading to the killer's murderer. So, yeah. The killer's murderer? Or the murderer. So interesting. Interesting, you guys. I, I don't know. I'm blown away. I am absolutely blown away here. Yeah, because I've never seen this being linked to other cases like this. I like it, there's a similar either. MO and they're young people. 
the, this, they were, this couple are young people. Yep. Um, the older lady, it it does make me question, could this be a relative? Like, could, you know what I mean? It makes me want to look Sorry. into that more. Could it have been a relative? Could it have been a first? Could it have been something connected? Yeah. Absolutely. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I, I also find it super interesting just like glossing over some of these topics and the difference of the media coverage, you know, because it, it's almost like once a whole bunch of people got bought into this, we became what's that term called where you have a group of people that go into psychosis? What is that? Um, I'm drawing a blank herd mentality. Yeah, no, not herd mentality. There's an official term for it. And I'll probably have it floating on the screen. Once I figure it out, I just can't think of it right now, but um, where it's like a group psychosis where you have a whole bunch of people that are interested in one thing or a whole bunch of people that are grouped together. And that's what can create riots. You know, it's, it's this human characteristic that when there's a whole bunch of people, if you take one of those people and separate them more than likely, they won't believe that thing. But when you put them in a group of people, for whatever reason, they all believe that thing because we're herd animals humans are we like to be around people we like to be a part of people and we like to be yep. you know in a group so um just looking at the news and media on this coverage makes me feel almost like we're doing that yeah you know yeah it's so strange when i feel like there's a lot of other good options and opportunities uh and connections out there that we could be looking at mm-hmm. i agree with you i I do feel like the police worked backwards on Coburger and I would like to look into those other connections because this is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hope the best for Travis and, and Jamaline. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. J A M I L. I think it's Jamie Lynn, Jamie Lynn, Jamie. Jamaline. <laughs> that's, that's so, so bad. bad i know so people Travis are gonna get so mad and jamie lynn i dude all of our viewers know by now if it's a name of a person or a and place not, or a thing i'm gonna forget it i can't help it we are completely unscripted it. we're not great at pronouncing things okay like you know we're in the moment unscripted we're not trying to pronounce names beforehand yep, we're just yep. out here giving it to you raw yep and just because we laughed at us messing up a name does not mean we're making light of the situation or the victims we want justice for them yep, we care yep, about it absolutely it's, come on yeah no absolutely Laughing but anyways when you're making fun of anything yeah i hope that i'm making fun of his stupid <laughs> name pronunciation yeah, i hope that the families are doing okay with travis and jamie lynn jo- Jutton. So, um, yeah, they were killed in their sleep in August a couple years ago, and there could be a very likely connection here. So, um, awful, awful. And we hope that that killer gets caught. So, yeah, justice for Travis and Jamie Lynn. But let us know what you think. I know this was a quick one, but we'll be back as normal later this week. So, All right. All right. Malia should be up here any minute now. And we will dig into this. So what do you guys think? How did this fall through the cracks? 
How did so for those of you that have been following us for a while know that uh, we started covering this late, way late, really late. Um, it, it was probably six months after BK was picked up that we started covering this case. Now, um, we've done the best we can to try and catch up. I mean, that, that that's a long time. Six months is a long time to have different theories, um, changes in the case, changes in the storyline, new information found. Um, so we're doing the best we can to get caught up, but we've been covering this case for about four months and I was blown away completely and utterly blown away that I had not heard about this until recently until Ian. And thank you again, Ian, just huge shout out to you for pulling this link. He sent us an email with about uh, 20 different links of pre Koberger details about um, how the media was covering this story, the details they were covering and what they were talking about pre Koberger, which blew me away. It was so interesting. I mean, literally floored um, as I'm reading some of these, some of these uh, articles. And then I come across this, which is almost at the very bottom of the list. And I could not believe it, you guys. So I don't know how much you guys know about serial killers, but serial killers have been my obsession for a very long time because of the sociology aspects and the psychology aspects and how their instincts are almost animalistic. They are so dependably repeatable in, in, in any situation repeated they uh they have almost the same mo every single time until something happens that causes their mo to be less important than say getting caught right because getting caught would be one of the most important things to avoid so once that becomes a bigger deal than what their mo is then we might see that change now in this situation i don't think this guy's ever been put in a situation where he's ever had to worry about changing his MO. We have three crimes, three almost identical crimes. And when you look at serial killer history, the history, they, they usually start with almost all of them start with a weaker victim, which would be a child. And I'll give you an example, the Rachel Morin case. Okay. We, we have so many experts reaching out right now saying that he is a serial killer in the making. Um, just the 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 sheer violence of this crime and uh how it was done um and what they believe some of his profile is this is a serial killer in the making right and what's funny is not funny what's interesting is late is later on in the case we find out they make the connection that he took advantage of a child in California so i they're right in line here it, serial killers tend to start with elderly and children, and I believe that's because they know for 100% certainty that they'll have the physical uh, power over them. It can't go wrong because they're going to always be able to overpower them in any situation. They won't run as fast. Uh, they won't... Um, think is quick. They won't be as likely to grab a weapon and harm them back. Um, so unfortunately, one of the first victims we always see are children and elderly. And yeah, Miss Kelly, it, it is 
awful. It is horrible. But you know, as an outsider looking in, we look at these situations with empathy and Malia's here. Yay. We look at these situations with empathy where a serial killer lacks this. They do not have that. They do not look at a person and see a person. They look at uh, a person and essentially see, uh, you know, a guinea pig as a pet. Basically, it's it, the connection just isn't there. They don't feel that hu that humanity connection that a lot of us do uh, that do have that empathy in us. Right. Um, so in this situation, I believe that first crime of the 71 year old in her bed um, was number one. OK, number two were the Juttons. And again, I apologize for saying that name wrong. Um, most of, you know, I try really hard to get my names right. OK. And the only thing I can do is laugh at myself because of how ridiculous that is. Like that was so obviously Jamie Lynn. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jamalyn. <laughs> I know. Jamalyn. Look, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. You guys can throw mud at me later. We will set up a time where uh, I'll come out. You guys can meet me and just throw mud at me for all the names that i've pronounced wrong all right um but uh juton okay thank you thank you you it, i bet you guys if you look at half of our comments in our videos it's it's our it's our close viewers um that are are, are here on almost all the live streams correcting words and names and places okay and i don't want to get too far into it i've explained it quite a quite a few times but it has to do with my adhd and the fact that i have reduced uh oxygen in my blood going to my brain uh which impacts my ability to remember names places Bro, words as i'm sitting just say you still. got add yeah, well, why it, do you explain it every time i'm because if someone's watching that's like me i want to understand because <laughs> there are so many different forms of adhd that that someone might be watching that has adhd and they're like, that is not what ADHD is. You know what I mean? So, um, oh, yeah. There's welcome. Uh, don't B-H-A-N. Um, I'm just going to call you don't. <laughs> don't. So, um, um, yes, every thir 12 to 13 months. And you guys, a serial killer's cooldown is so dependable. So dependable. There's many different types of ADD, like yeah. seven different types of ADHD. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You don't have to explain the little oxygen to the brain thing. Well, time. I mean, that's just the one I have, okay? And I want to be able to explain to people why I suck at names and places because I, I can't help it. I literally can't help it, you guys. Sometimes I'll forget simple words like you. And if I'm at a resting... Uh, heart rate. It, I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm sorry. You know, throw mud at me. Um, but back to the serial killer stats. Um, so I've been interested in serial killers my whole life, and and the three, the top three most reliable factors of every serial killer is the time that they kill their their so-called hunting time. Okay, uh, it for whatever reason, it's super super reliable and we can use B btk as an example in this but btk had other factors that caused his hunting time 
to be at a certain time. It was when he was off work and when he had time alone, and it was always the same time. However, we did also see that when um, when he didn't have work and had the ability to to do that, he just fell into that routine of uh continuing to to hunt at that time so um all three of these crimes happened at the same time between 2 a.m and 4 a.m you guys it's wild all with a sharp edged weapon that could be a k-bar when it comes to a sharp edged weapon they uh they they can never identify it perfectly unless it's only stabbing if it's stabbing they can do their best to buy a whole bunch of knives and try and see which one fits to the best of their ability but it's really hard to identify what the weapon is exactly you know yeah but uh the i think the main way they identify certain knife wounds is by literally like taking a knife and testing it on yes like a pig or something like that and then seeing the exact like cuts that it makes like if it tears if it cuts very clean um if there's any little anomalies you know i think that's how they <clears throat> sorry i'm still getting over my sickness but that's how they typically i think you know try to figure it out yeah like and then they'll is. have some kind of resource that they look at okay this type of knife goes in this deep when it first goes in and if they make like a slash then it'll come out and the depth will be shorter and it tears a little bit like but then the, you have all the variations of this knife could be dull yes this knife could be way sharper because they just sharpened it like you know it I could know. have a, an issue with the blade yeah no so i do think determining the like the cert like the because guns are way easier guns yeah. are way easier to tell they are and, and they leave way more traces than a knife determining the type of knife i think is super super hard yeah when when i was researching this crime you guys uh the idaho four I realized just how efficient it is when you're looking at it from the criminals aspect. Okay. Not law enforcement. When you're looking at it from the criminals aspect, um, how efficient a knife is, it is really hard to try and identify exactly what knife they used. We aren't even sure what they used in the Idaho four case based on everything that we're reading. We're making our best guesses based on the sheath that was left behind, but we don't know. We've heard people say, you know, some of the uh, injuries looked like they could have been an ax. Some of the injuries could have been this type of knife, that type of knife. We, we don't know if there was two bladed weapons. We, we just don't know. Yeah. You know, one thing I think that is interesting that, um, I, the, you know how they found a gun in Brian Koberger's possession? And one of your theories originally was that if someone did it alone, they had to have had a gun in one hand and the knife in the other. Yeah. Now, him having a gun obviously doesn't mean anything. Like, we're in America. Hello, everybody owns a gun. Yeah. Yeah. I've since... The more I've thought about that, and and hey, welcome everybody. Hey, Trisha, and I said, what's up, Miss Kelly, Casey? Welcome I, to the live. Yes, um, welcome, guys. Did I miss anyone? Hey, don't. Uh, hey, F A A F. 
Sorry about that. It took me a Fafo-uki. second. Fafo-uki. Yeah. <laughs> took me a second like. to say what's up. Welcome, everybody. We appreciate you. And I hope this was a good time watching this video with us because I whenever we're talking about it in the in the pre-recorded videos, I always want to be having conversations with our viewers about these topics. So I figured, why not? We should just do a premiere. And I feel like it went well. I hope you guys did too. But if it didn't, please share and we can do it next different next time. Yeah. I If you guys like it, we should for sure keep doing it. I, I agree. I agree. We can do it with some of the most popular cases like the Idaho four cases and whatnot. Um, what we should do it like it have it scheduled for a few like a couple times a week or something though so people know what day yeah no i agree i agree we can we can start off with a one premiere a week um and it will will pick the best topic a new topic some investigative topic for us to dig into with you guys um yeah absolutely miss kelly and we we started a little bit earlier today so um so that everyone could check it out but yeah we will definitely set something up once so we can do it so let's look at this um that's interesting you guys think it might be his dad's gun um yeah i think that's very possible that it was I'm curious exactly where they found it. Um, if it was at his family's home, then obviously it's irrelevant. Because <laughs> it wasn't in Idaho. Also, you would think if they were traveling with a gun, okay, say he did have it in Idaho and they were traveling, he got pulled over multiple times and there's certain laws where you have to have the gun literally sitting out in the open and the bullets in a completely separate place. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, say Brian is the guy, say he is like, that doesn't mean his dad wouldn't want to follow laws. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. absolutely. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't I don't know if there's any worth to the gun aspect because that's what I was going to say just a second ago. And I got caught up saying hello to everybody. Um, but the more I think about this. The more I feel like a gun wasn't necessarily needed. Now, it could be right. But if we have a man. And these these two, they're done in they're done in 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 situations of two. Right. Um, the first two would be unsuspecting on the bed. I feel like somebody that is trained knows what they're doing would easily be able to overpower two people, especially if you know that the first swipe stab slash needs to be a lethal swipe slash stab you know what i mean as long as you can get one out the way um and I, I know this is horrible to talk about in this way but it's the only way i know how to break it down so we can think about it logically but as long as you can get one person out of the way then the other person should be relatively simple especially when you're going up against two women just because you're fighting with upper body strength not because they're women but because men tend to have more upper body strength you know what i mean so you have two unsuspecting people 
uh, a lethal stab and then be able to transition into or move to the other person. I, I don't feel like a gun is needed the more I think about it, but a gun would be convenient in the other hand. Unless you uh, are having to swap hands, uh, get tired or whatever, you know, I, I think it takes a lot more strength than people realize to stab, slash and cut people. OK, and, and we know that at least one or two tried to fight or run. So it's not like they were standing there unsuspecting victims, dummies like, you know, the dummies you dress up like that. They were moving actual people trying to get out of there and fight for their lives. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Would a gun be helpful in that situation? Or would you need your other hand to subdue that person's hands? You know, and again, I, I know this is it's weird to talk about in these terms, but it's the only way I know how to logically. Yeah, you were talking about somebody without experience. Yeah. Not somebody who knew what they were doing. Obviously, someone who knows what they're doing wouldn't need a gun. But yeah, I think the fact that it was at his parents' house definitely makes it irrelevant. And yeah, Nancy Grace is basically like an attack dog. Is it Mitri date? Thank you. Yeah, they they took that. They definitely searched that car up and down. Um, and it's actually shocking how little they found. Super shocking. I don't know how all the people who are super uber convinced that he's guilty overlook that. I don't understand that. It's just very convenient to completely overlook the fact that you're saying he drove his car to the crime scene and left in his car, yet it has not a trace of evidence in it. Yeah. Like, that is such a convenient thing to overlook that it's illogical. I... Look, I agree with you. I agree with you. And these are the arguments we've had. Hey, Lisa. Hey, I, I responded to your comment, Lisa. I went looking for your email. And uh, unless your your email is under a different name, I couldn't I couldn't find it. So um, if you want to shoot a message or another email to contact here, I'll put I should put it on the scrolling bar is what I should do. Yeah. We we get roughly about 10 emails a day for suggestions, updates, corrections of our videos. So um, it, just throw in there, it's from you, because I didn't see anything from Lisa. So uh, And I didn't have time to read all of the emails. But all right, so getting back into this, let, let's look into these cases for what we have here, right? And there's a really interesting aspect to this case too that um okay i i'll go back in there and look but there's a really interesting aspect to this case this slasher case so this slasher case went two years you guys two full years without a suspect being caught um for the jutton case or juton i'm sorry uh juton case and 
all of a sudden, this this guy right here, this PI right here, Bill Warner, came out with this document, started making videos and doing interviews about this case and how it's related to uh, the Juton case and the Idaho 4. And then he brought up the other 71-year-old woman, which I don't remember the name right now, but I we had it in the video. Um and all of a sudden, you guys, they found a suspect, okay? They went two years, two years without finding a suspect. And then all of a sudden, he, uh, Bill Warner makes a connection to the Idaho 4 case, and they find a suspect. Weird, right? Is that not really weird timing? Two years, and then all of a sudden, they get a suspect? Yeah, no DNA left behind. I'm I'm glad they have a suspect for it too. If 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 they can tie that suspect and check their alibi for the other crime times as well. And what's going on, J Ray? Uh, we started early so we could live stream the premiere and uh, talk directly about the premiere. Um, and I feel like it went really good, but. I think what we're planning on doing is for the Idaho four topics each week, we're going to go live and watch the premiere so that we have like a baseline to start a conversation off of. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, with the same patterns and the same timeline with the same pat patterns and the same timelines. Um, it's really suspect in my opinion. It is really, really suspect because when did this article come out? Let's look at this. This came out November 22nd or 27th of 2022. So uh, just over a year. Okay. So not two years, I'm sorry, just over a year. And when he came out with this, he's talking about uh, the relatability to Ted Bundy. Um, he's talking about how it matches the same MO to the Idaho Four. And then right after that, we get a suspect here. Let me see if I can pull him up again. Um, so the Jutton. I just see Jamalin every time I see that name now. <laughs> I'm so bad, man. I looked at it, I was like, you, you're like a Jama Lynn. And I looked at it, I was like, Jamie Lynn, obviously, dummy. Gosh, that was super bad. All the people who get offended by that were probably rolling in their graves. Like, ugh. I know, I know. This I just, uh, I don't know so. why people take it as us laughing at the victim. I'm laughing at him. Yeah. <laughs> being dumb. So Travis 26 died while trying to fight a masked intruder. Does that sound familiar, you guys? A masked intruder who also attacked his 24-year-old wife as they were sleeping because it's at the same time as the Idaho 4 murders at 3 a.m., police said. Uh, Juton told the Independent that she was surprised when she heard Fry's comments about a possible link, saying she had not been contacted by the Idaho authorities. So it doesn't sound like, based off we're Wait, reading, so that they Fry did. Fry said that too. 
that there could be a link? I, I don't know because we weren't following the case at that time. I'm going to have to dig into this more. I'm okay. not 100% sure. One of the things that I wanted to do was pull up the actual police reports. I don't have them with me right now, but I wanted to pull up an actual police report and take this further and 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 see if there's any um, reports around um, the bodies, what they looked like, what the coroner assumed was the weapon and size of weapon. Uh, Travis clearly fought this masked intruder, okay? And... Um, Lost. Was there defensive wounds um, in the in a similar fashion to what we saw in the Idaho four? Uh, you know what I mean? Like these are all questions that we can look at to try and connect the. Um, Fry said they're unrelated. Got it. Got it. OK, so someone brought this case up. Fry said they're unrelated. And that's why Jutton was saying that she was surprised. Got it. I heard it on the news conference the other day that they were exploring it or that they were aware of it. That was the first time I knew. I didn't get my hopes up as it's been a year and a half and we have nothing, she said, adding that she couldn't understand why anyone would have wanted to murder her son, who was the sweetest, kindest, loving person. Um, this is super sad. This is his mom talking. Uh, Jutton noted similarities between the two cases. Juton, I'm sorry. Juton noticed similarities between the two cases, both of which involved the person armed with a knife breaking into a home and attacking victims as they slept in their bed. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but a few of our videos talk about what's that called? Where they, where people, where it's common for serial killers to start by breaking in and watching people sleep. What is that? Somnophilia. Somnophilia. That's what it is. Somnophilia. Well, I was talking about that in the Rachel Moran case because I was watching the interview room and Peeping I thought it Tom? was really interesting. Right. They were talking about like comparing Rachel Moore's kill Moran's killer to like Richard Ramirez and the evolution of a serial killer, um, which that video is going to be really interesting when that comes out. Cause it's, you kind of figure out more about the LA crime a little bit that yeah. he, that he did, um, with the minor, but, yeah. um, I mean, at least like the, the environment that that took place in, yeah. but, um, they talked about the evolution, like serial killers normally start out with like breaking into a home, pe a peeping Tom watching people while they sleep and then it slow it slowly escalates and then once they get to the point of actually hurting somebody then it just takes off like they just which is the fear with rachel moran's killer yeah is that he's yes. we're gonna have bodies uh they said september they the profiler said september is gonna be a dangerous month yeah. Wh wherever he is whether he's in mexico chicago i mean who knows yeah, no, absolutely. And I actually used the Rachel Morin case earlier to explain how um, people who are believed to be serial killers or known serial killers usually start with a child or an elderly person, somebody that they know for sure that they will be able to have physical power and control over, <clears throat> just like the Rachel Morin case. He's connected to the minor crime in California. Right. Maybe something made him not take it to ending them, which ugh, 
that's good. That's great. That would be horrible. Um, but with him, there's a sexual element to it, which in this situation, there isn't at, at least not with at least not a sexual element with the victims. Okay. Maybe there's a sexual element and it's just not including the victims. I'm not sure, but, um, Ian, you missed it. We premiered your information and episode that you had sent over to us. And now we're digging into the details of that. So, um, it's so interesting, you guys. So everybody that's on here, Ian is the one that suggested this link originally. We appreciate it a ton because this, if I, if I had to classify some of the most interesting evidence that I have ever seen in the Idaho 4 case, this is one of the top three, you guys. This is one of the top three. I don't think people understand how reliable serial killers are. They are so reliable. They are so reliable. It's like natural instinct. They can't help it. The one and only time that they change their MO and they change how they do things is when they're at risk of being caught. That is literally the only time that their MO changes. Well, when they're a new serial killer, they don't they have they have to form it. Like they have to get their CX. Yeah. They have to figure it out. So yeah. If this is a newer serial killer, then they might just be figuring it out. Ian said a lot of alternative theories about Moscow suggest a killer who knew the house better than BK did. Connecting these two cases seems like it would require a killer who was less familiar with the house. So if it is this guy or whoever killed the Jutans, then that would mean they're probably less familiar with the Moscow house. Um, and that doesn't really align with the other theories is what he's saying with someone who would need to know the house well. So we're assuming that this killer isn't doing recon, though. And I believe that they are. I believe that if this is the same person, so they've killers had do stock they, a lot of times. Yes. If this is the same killer, I believe that they've had three successful crimes with a total of uh, seven victims now. And each time was escalated. You guys crime number one, which we are, we don't know if it's crime number one. Okay. But if it was crime number one, we have a 74, 71 year old woman. Okay. Which would be very easy for a younger man to overpower and take advantage of a guaranteed success. And that could have been the first victim. Next we have the Jutans, where you have a man and a woman younger sleeping in bed and already at a disadvantage, right? So that that person, um, that suspect would already have the advantage in that situation. And as we see, even though he fought them, um, the the suspect won in that situation, right? Um, then we have a, another potential ramp up with the Idaho four. Now I'm curious to see the details about the Juton case, because did this guy just as efficiently get in and out? What does the cop believe that they found at this scene? Also, it's a college house. Like, how do we know he never went in the house and like watched them while they slept or something? 
Hey, Viking. Um, we you know started, what I mean? Like, how do we know he didn't go in the house at some point I, if he was stalking them? I, mean, I don't think I'm we, just saying. I'm just saying. No, I, I think that's an amazing take. I don't think that we know for sure if this guy wouldn't be able to go in the house. We saw how much of a party house this was, you guys. So how young could this guy be? Is he young enough to be at college parties and walk in? No problem and start talking to people. Which, which case are you talking about, Shams? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure which one but okay so for for those of you just hopping on here that were a little bit late we're talking about ian's link here that he originally sent me so the title of this is the copycat killer and make sure you go check out the video because we talk about some of those details in there too that premiered but copycat killer idaho university students killer is following in ted bundy's footsteps and is behind at least two other uh, M says the PI. Now this PI, Bill Warner, started coming out talking about the details and connection between these three crimes here. And um, Warner came out and said that there is a connection to Ted Bundy and that uh, where so Sandra Ladd was the first potential victim for this suspect. And she was 71, discovered with multiple stab wounds in her torso in June 12th of 2020, okay? The next one is going to be on August 13th, 2021, a couple from Salem, Oregon, Travis and, and Jamie Lynn Juton were stabbed in the middle of the night with a long knife. Now, all of these crimes happened between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m., which is the same as the Idaho 4 uh, crime. They are all within 100 miles of each other. So all within what? In an hour to an hour and a half, depending on speed limit, driving, all those good things. Um, and they are all unsolved or were unsolved until recently. I heard that at right after this came out, the Juton crime found a suspect, which in my opinion, raises some red flags and question marks. Um, you guys are right. That is strange that it doubled each time. One person to two, then to four. That is interesting. Yes. Yes. My, my thought was looking into the old lady and seeing if she... Wait. Wait, wait, who said that earlier? Was it Anne that said all of these happened on the 13th too? So there's some numerology to the, the number 13? Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. They all happened on the 13th. This one says 12th, but I wonder that was discovered. With oh, wait, so that couldn't have happened on the 13th. Okay. Why? I mean, June 12th, unless it was between the 12th and the 13th, and they're just making a commitment that the 13th, that the 12th is when the crime happened and she was found on the 13th. Yeah, I so want to know what time it happened. It All of them happened between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m., all oh, three of okay, them. Okay, but are they, that's what I'm saying, like, is it, are they making the commitment to the 12th because it was, like, at night? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that is what. Yep. No, maybe not. No, that is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That it go it's from the June 12th late at night to June 13th early in the morning. And based on what the coroner would have said when the body is found is what they would have went with. So this crime could have actually happened on the 13th, which every single one of these crimes would have been on the 13th. Now, you guys, come on. How many coincidences does there have to be? It is strange. Like, even even if it is actually the 12th, it is really strange that they're all either the 12th or the 13th. How many coincidences? And doubled each time. Yeah. How many coincidences does there have to be? That's really, really strange. It is wild. It. Um, that's why I'm blown away. And each when year, 2020, this, like, 2021, 2022. We're, we're going to do a follow-up on this, and we're going to have to actually dig in and find the court documents to these cases because there is too much similarity here, you guys. And one of the interesting things, too, is Koberger wasn't here at that time. He was not here at that time. Are you guys talking about Steve's um, comments on the cameras, his interview with Brian Eaton? Because we watched that last night. Is that what you're talking about, Shams? I want it to be Brian Koberger. <laughs> Don't. I want it to be Brian Koberger. Because if it's not, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. Clearly, if it's not Brian Koberger, I think there's some connection to these, okay? If I had to place my bet, there is a connection to these crimes. It is the same. Bill Warner was on to something. He was on to something deep here, okay? And uh, that would mean, if it's not Brian, that the guy's still out there. So I, ho I hope, I hope that they have some evidence that Koberger drove out here during those times and is the guy. I want him to be. Lisa, um, so I I like really, really dug into the email and checked to see if I could find your email. Um, and I searched and I cannot find it. So um, I'm just going to have you double check that you didn't make any like spelling errors in the in the address bar when you type when you sent us the email. Just double check to make sure that it's contact thought riot at gmail.com. Um, if that's all correct, then maybe I'll, I don't know, switch around some settings or something. I'm trying, cause I do, I have had somebody else say they sent us an email and I could never find it. Um, which is weird. I'm not sure. Our Google space has not run out. Email. I've checked every single folder. It's not in spam. And yeah. If, if she's comfortable sending you the email on here, we'll email her. Oh yeah. If you uh oh yeah. If you want to put your email in the chat too, we could always email you first and then you could just reply. But that's only if you're comfortable doing that. Or you could DM it to us on like Twitter or Instagram or something if you want. How I, I'm blown away how we haven't heard of this until recently. I am blown away, you guys. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I feel like there's meat on the bone here. Am I losing my mind or something? 
is it just me jumping to conclusions? Because I feel like there are too many similarities here. Too many. What what do you think? Hmm. With the case. I am think... I am I just jumping to conclusions or like because to me it is insane the cooldown period matches the weapon matches the time matches those are the big three like is it inton is it inton i i don't i don't like his last name i feel like i can't pronounce it but no i don't think you're losing your mind because i do think there's a lot of really really strange coincidences um th they're all in that same like tri-state area okay um, all of them are with a knife. All of them happened around the 13th of the month. All of them happened at the same time, which is a known thing for serial killers. They all doubled, progressed as they went each year. They have 2020, 2021, 2022. Um, so now I'm just waiting for the 2023 stabbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is scary. It is terrifying that the only... And, and do you guys remember that... Um, who was it? Wasn't it truth and transparency? Um, which I do want to make a statement about some content or whatnot that I was planning on, but truth and transparency is amazing. I think all true crime content creators are incredible and we do everything we can to try and highlight, uh, every other content creator out there. You you guys will never see me be in some battle with another content creator. It's just not worth it. There's hundreds of billions of views and there are billions of people on YouTube, okay? And uh, there's always enough room for everybody, always. Yes. And we will always support everybody, even if we don't agree with their opinion. I That's great. I don't want people to agree with our opinion. But anyway, so... Uh, truth and transparency. Where was I going with this? I lost it now that I was talking about that. Um, I don't know. I forgot. I forgot. I went on a rant. I'm sorry, guys. I forgot. What? Where I You're saying we're highlighting every creator that we can. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I said that part. But the reason why I brought up truth and transparency was one of the topics that they covered. And I don't remember what that topic was. It was something... Um, that was related to this and uh, related to the other stabbings. The no, 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 the topic that we were talking about. Um, um, the Idaho four, it's okay, it'll come back to me, it'll come back to me, but okay, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to make that statement just because, um, I don't know. We've had a few content creators reach out and like have come off, uh, like they were offended at times by by something and like dude we're the least offensive aggressive of people ever never i will never put somebody down ever and if i ever do i make a commitment now that i will literally go to every single one of our viewers home so everyone can sling mud on me themselves you know what i mean like yeah it just won't happen i'm just not that person I back everybody, everybody. I support everybody and I will help everybody. And the world needs more people to be willing to get along with other people, I feel like. But we're talking about really horrible crimes here 
that the last thing the world needs is more like butting heads between people. You know, um, we have horrible, horrible, horrible criminals out there that are willing to take the lives of people. And I just can't bring myself to get involved in dra online drama. I just can't do it. I can't do it. But um, I think that they were originally from Salem. Is that where that crime happened? I don't know. Double check. No way. Juton revealed to the independent that they had a pet dog and that dog was also left unharmed too. Yeah. So where did the crime take place? Oh, um, I need to save that. Yep. What? East Salem. Okay, so let's look up East Salem. Look at look up uh East Salem to Moscow. You look it up. I Okay, so East Salem to Moscow is yeah. about, yep. You're right, Jay Ray. Yeah, good call out. That is a great call out. I don't, I personally don't know if it makes me feel any different about this case, but, um, I mean, it's quite, it's pretty far. It, it is far, but it's a day's drive here. I'll, Seven, nine, six, five, seven, seven. This is to Pullman, though, um, which is right by there. Yeah, we're definitely going to dig into the the very specific details of this further because I, I'm. I just pull my hair out every time I dig into this and read this. And I just couldn't wait to put out this video and do a follow-up on it. And uh, the, the similarities are so scary. So scary, in my opinion. So scary. Where was the tab I was on? Okay, so... Jutton revealed to the independent that a dog, a pet dog was also left in unharmed in her son's home. I think there's a lot of similarities to this case, but I couldn't say for sure if they are connected or not. My heart breaks for the parents of these four young adults. Jutton said it's very, very hard to lose a child so brutally with no answers. My heart breaks for them. I hope that law enforcement now solves not only Travis's case, but also finds the Serialist of those four. Man. 
this is a scary situation. This is a scary situation if there have been new if uh if Brian's not the guy. Because if we keep if we continue following this upwards trend, the only other next upwards trend is eight people. Is it going to be eight people at once or is it going to be eight people in one night? Is it going to stay at four because that's the maximum? Like, what can we expect of this situation? Was this person already caught for somebody for another crime? And uh, while we have everyone on here, we appreciate all of you. We love all of you. This is the highlight of my day coming on here and talking through stuff with you guys. Um, if you aren't subscribed, subscribe. We also have memberships open. Don't ever feel obligated that you need to be a member. We just have it there if you want to support us on this journey to, yeah. to getting full-time um, but if not, we want to talk and, and, and go through things with you all the same. It doesn't change anything. Um, and we also have super stickers turned on. We got all those things turned on now, but again, do not ever feel obligated that you have to, we appreciate just being subscribed and engaging with our videos so that we can grow more. Um, so yeah, hit that like button, subscribe and give us your opinion. That's really ultimately what we're hoping to get when we're on these live streams is everybody's opinion. And we accept every opinion, every single opinion. I will never make somebody feel like they're not smart for having a different opinion. Never, ever. I want to hear all opinions. We The last thing we want is an echo chamber here. Um, the only thing we ask is that everyone respects everybody, no bullying, and show your fellow thought writers the same respect and accept other opinions, you know? And if we all do that, it's going to be an awesome time every time. I just saw something saying the judge banned the court, the cameras. Where? I don't, I don't Where did know. you see that? I just it randomly popped up on somebody's video, but it could be clickbait. So I'm checking Dude. the doc I'm checking the documents real quick. I am gonna be so angry. There are some new documents though. I am gonna be so angry. I still think we have details on this, honestly, that we can go through. This is insane. So Travis Juton's family is offered a $50,000 reward for information leading to a conviction in that case. Anyone with information about that case is asked to contact Marion County Sheriff's Office Detective Jessica Van Horn. I'm going to save this because I am actually going to try and reach out. Do you think they'll give me information? What? You just make a request for police records. Yeah, but I want to know what her opinion is. Oh, maybe. I At Thought Riot, we're more interested in opinions than anything. I think you can figure out a lot looking at the sociological standpoints of any case, how people are reacting, how a serial killer sees the rest of society versus the difference that they see in themselves and the rest of society, the psychological aspects. Um, yeah. 
So there have been there have been numerous media inquiries about a 1999 double stabbing in Pullman, Washington, and a 2021 double stabbing with one death in Salem. Uh, Moscow. I I don't even know what the 99 stabbing is. That would mean this person is older than much older. Hmm. We're going to have to look into that 99. If they're connected stabbing. at all, they may not be connected. No, I no, I understand that. We don't have a for sure connection here, but the obvious points that are similar are are it it it's too mind-blowing. It's too much. It's yeah, too but much. the 1999 one, did it follow any of the same things? Was it like a high schooler? Like this person could have been really young? Like what? I don't know. Details? I don't know. No, there's no details. But uh, I, if I had to guess, just based off my understandings of serialists, um, I do not guesstimate that it would be connected based on the crime of the 71 year old now that's purely speculation i am just guessing based off that 71 year old potentially being the first victim which is very common for uh serial enders right um so if that's the case, then that 99 stabbing wouldn't have been connected in that situation. Oh, here, I found something on it describing all of it. Yeah, send it to me. Okay. What is it? Uh, hold on. We'll pull it up. Yeah, and, and stabbings are not that common, you guys. They are not that common. When I was looking into these details, I looked up the statistics for stabbing crime in uh, crimes that end in a death. And uh, if I'm remembering correct, I believe it's less than 20% of them include a bladed weapon. Less than 20% of them include a bladed weapon, which makes the connection to these cases uh, increase. It's much more likely in that situation. But again, as you guys know, it's it's all speculation here. We're all just making guesses and connections. <laughs> Sorry. And here we go. All right. Woman stabbed in Pullman apartment. Two WSU students victims of early morning assault. A bloody cordless phone lays on its side where it was dropped just feet away from the crimson stained concrete outside the Pullman apartment where two women were stabbed earlier, early today. The first came in at 2.51 a.m. Okay, same time frame. With a woman crying to dispatchers, someone is trying to end me. The officers arrived minutes later. They found the two women on the ground near the door at Valley Road Apartment, both with multiple stab wounds. The two women were taken to Pullman Memorial Hospital while detectives combed the area for evidence. One of the victims, a 26-year-old woman, had stab wounds to the back of her head and chest. She was evaluated by a surgeon this morning and listed in stable condition with non-life-threatening injuries. The second woman, 24, had stab wounds to the back of her head and also was reported in stable condition with non-life-threatening injuries. Wow. 
Both women were treated in the emergency room and were admitted to the hospital in satisfactory condition. Both women are seniors in microbiology seniors in the microbiology department at Washington State University, senior students. Uh, police said the Vietnamese interpreter was brought in to talk to the victims who are both Vietnamese. Police have not released the names of the two victims. Sergeant Jim Corcoran said the two women were apparently sleeping when a man entered through the front door, which apparently was locked. The man then allegedly went into the bedroom and began stabbing the two. At this time, he said, it doesn't appear the assailant forced his way into the apartment. He reportedly fled on foot after the attack. Wait, he just said the door, which was apparently locked. He doesn't appear the assailant forced his way in, but it was locked. So um, weird. Based on the blood and evidence collected so far, the two victims apparently ran from the apartment after the attack in an attempt to get help. Dispatchers were flooded with calls from people who reported hearing screams in the parking lot of the complex of 1325 Valley Road. Detectives secured a search warrant for the apartment about 9 a.m. and spent most of this morning going through the apartment to collect possible evidence. During the search of the apartment, detectives recovered two eight-inch knives with plastic handles, two, interesting, which are believed to be weapons used by the assailant. A suspect in the assault has been described as an Asian male, approximately five feet tall and weighing between 110 and 120 pounds. Detectives are still trying to determine a motive for the attack. Okay, some interesting, interesting. Some interesting data, okay? Ian said uh, in two... Oh, gosh, now I lost it. Okay, 2022... There were 1,035 known reported murders with a knife in the U.S. Multiply that across a bunch of years. We expect to see, you know, some stabbings clustered together like this. But also, I looked up what is the most common time for murders to happen. And it is midnight to 1 a.m. Homicide figures stay relatively high until 3 a.m. Yeah. So we're like... All these also lie, and the most common time for a murder to happen. Yes. the I think where the difference is, though, is we're taking into account those are partying hours. Now, you have to look into the potential oh. of it. Yeah. Yes. We're not taking into account their partying hours. Those are partying hours between midnight and 1 a.m. Oh. So... Um, are they yes and they're the statistics so there's not a serial killer in every city out there okay so you have to take into account the fact that yes these are the core times but we could also be dealing with a serialist in these situations and the fact that uh it is a repeated crime with a repeated fashion at a repeated time in a repeated way same mo and everything um it makes it unlikely now i you guys uh, uh, most stabbings and crimes that happen where people where someone dies is a crime of passion passion or circumstance when you're at a bar and somebody you know touches somebody's girlfriend boyfriend whatever and it escalates and turns into something where someone dies right the difference is is this is someone who is going out of their way to hunt people get into their home when they're sleeping and i i 
I assume that it would be a peeping Tom, somebody that's done research and stalked them and watched them to make the highest chance possible that they would succeed in their crime. Um, that's my guesstimate, though. It's not a for sure thing. Yeah, I I do I agree with you, Lisa, and I do think that's changing um, based on what we're seeing. But that's also a red flag, you guys. The immediate change to law enforcement in the town in Moscow is eye-opening to me and makes me wonder why. Right? If everything was done right in the Idaho Four, why are we seeing such drastic changes in the way that police is communicating with locals? Why are we seeing such drastic changes in the way that they're handling um, standoff situations where you have Kopaka, who, in, in my opinion, um, could have had non-lethal force, but I'm not going to say they did something wrong in that situation. But then you have the situation where the guy was shooting out the window and they went, they did non-lethal force in a situation that I think was more aggressive and more um, uncertain of a victim or somebody getting hurt in that situation. So it just makes me wonder why not, not that I'm putting the cops down, but normally in corporate America and specifically law enforcement, uh, they are not proactive organizations. They tend to be reactive organizations. So if there is a big change happening in Moscow, I would assume that it's a reactive change because something's wrong. Yeah. Agreed. You know, something interesting um, that I just did was that Moscow Pullman news site. I just searched in the search bar stab and 456 articles came up. So we could look and it goes back years. So we could look here, pull it up. Yeah, we could like, sure. Look through it. Now press search right there and just type in stab. Cause I, Oh, it disappeared. Okay. I'm just curious what. And real quick, I just wanted to respond to comments. Yeah, um, go ahead. I appreciate that, Trisha and Casey and Shams. Um, I don't think you are, J. Ray. What do you mean? No, we want pushback. Yes, like, please. Don't feel like you're being mean or rude no. if you're giving pushback. Cause that's what helps balance the theory. Like, dude, I will never be, I am such a softy to other people. You guys, I will never be mean. Um, no, he won't. <laughs> I will never be mean. There is nothing you could say. You could be super mean to me and I will not be. Well, mean unless to you. you're bullying other people, like in a really actual yeah. bullying type way. Yeah. Then he will be mean to you. <laughs> but that's it. I, I mean, not not on camera. I feel like there I, I have better etiquette than that. That you can just remove someone that's bullying other people in, in our community where you where I don't have to be mean. She has seen me be mean in situations where like someone really has to go far. Someone has to be really, really bad, um, fraud, lying, all that stuff. Um, but dude, 
I want you guys to call me out. I will never, ever, ever get offended. I am not the keeper of information, and I actually have a horrible memory. So, oh. you know, please. She said it's because she was correct correcting how you said uh, Moscow. Oh, oh, yeah. We, he refuses Moscow. to say it right. Mos Moscow? I'm, I'm from SoCal. I don't know, man. It's Moscow, right? Right. It, it reminds me of the South. In the South, you, you you have people like, you know, Alex Murdoch's name is Alex, not Alec. It, it is. It's so strange. I just was I was raised to say the letters like they're pronounced. You Moscow. Know? It's just Moscow. But you're not being a jerk. Never, never call me out for what I say, what I say wrong. <laughs> yeah, Moscow. That's right. <laughs> no, I am not the keeper on words, names, information. So um, that's something we hope to change in the true crime community and make people feel more comfortable. I've heard of people on other channels and I'll, I'll never call out the content creator just because I don't feel like that's good etiquette either. But um, <clears throat> people have brought up other topics or opinions or theories and that content creator was really mean to them like no that's crazy that's this that's that and it made them feel really uncomfortable and i i want to try really hard not to do that like i want to be intentional go out of my way to not do that to anybody you know um but i think that the true crime community has built a scene and 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 community where people are now afraid to bring up their opinion or they bring it up in a really aggressive way right away <laughs> moscow she said moo miss cow that's me <laughs> moscow uh yeah i i gotta say gray hughes hey Diggs, what's going on um, I got to say, Gray Hughes does phenomenal work, you guys. Really, really phenomenal work. Um, with Gray Hughes, though, I just feel like there's some biased opinions there um, that I hope. Um, I can't see the screen. I hope that he gets to a point where it's less biased. And <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. So if Gray Hughes ever watches this, I mean it with the best intentions you know i feel like we should be able to talk about any topic in any way anytime anywhere anything and do it in a respectful way where we can talk openly and honestly and i love gray hughes work like the dude is so skilled and uh so amazing at creating those crime scene recreations and everything it's just incredible um and uh and also a little bit biased. It just is. It's a little bit biased, you know, but here's an important fact too. Everyone's biased, us too. And I just have to try really hard to keep my bias in check, but I am absolutely biased, you guys. Absolutely. And I'm sure you guys have seen it already and you will see it again. And I love when people call out my bias because, you know, a 99% of the time when someone's being biased, they don't even know they're doing it. They have no idea. Hey, Jane. Oh, so he snapped on you, Casey? Jeez. Yeah, I, I know I know some channels take it personal. Um, 
And I, I just, I just want to create a community where we don't, I want to be able to go all the way tin hat theory. I want to be able to go all the way mainstream theory and then come to a logical, realistic <laughs> middle ground, which is where most cases fall somewhere in the middle. And the only way to get a good understanding of that middle ground is to understand how the mainstream theory got to where it was, to understand how the tin hat theory got to where it was, and then how it relates to the more logical center, right? I feel like that's how it works for everything. Politics for everything. Real life is somewhere in the middle. Not always. Sometimes it is that crazy. Like aliens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's go back to our stabbing research here. And by the way, these are not in order. Like a year. So you're not... You're not going from 2006 to 1999 and then that's it. Like you're you're going through many like the further you go down, you go down 2011, 2006. Like it's not in order at all. So one, I want to start off saying that that 99 stabbing cannot be connected to these. There's no way it. They said that it is an Asian man that is five foot even. Okay. Uh, it, it didn't mention anything about a mask. Um, it didn't mention, it mentioned two large knives, uh, two separate knives that were left at the scene. So there's a little bit of disconnect for controlling the crime scene that all those other crimes have had. Uh, yes, it's around the same time. Yes, they were sleeping. Uh, yes, he got in somehow without breaking in, but I feel like the breaking in, the during sleeping time, those are things that we see related to any crime, whether they used a knife or not. There's very specific evidence in those three with the 71-year-old, the Jutton, Jutons, and the Idaho Four um, that are not relatable to every other crime like the not harming the animal, um, the not leaving the knife behind, the very similar time frame with a very similar cool down that's between 12 and 13 months, um, a, a somewhat similar area that one throws me for a loop that, that Jay Ray had mentioned is now, you know, six hours away or whatever it was, but still possible in my opinion. Um, six hours isn't that long. You guys, I drive every single day for work for six hours, every day, every single day. I'm a, I'm a traveling salesperson. So it's not that far. Ian said, I feel like gray Hughes needs to change his name to black and white Hughes to better reflect his attitude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to make sure I'm not coming off crappy towards him because I don't ever want to come off crappy towards him. Everybody's at a different spot in their journey in life in different topics too, right? So one person might be really strong at communicating and understanding other people's opinions. Uh, and another person might not be there, but might be really uh, progressed in another thing, like um, whatever, you know, it could be anything. It could be anything. So wait, are we I having a Mandela effect? Are we having a Mandela effect right now? Is it Gary or gray? I thought it was gray and everyone else did too. So was it actually Gary? 
Wait, it's gray. But um, all of us just have dyslexia. But I just want to be clear. I love gray hues. I love or Gary gray hues. Uh, <laughs> and I love his content. Phenomenal stuff. Really phenomenal stuff. And I think he could be a true asset to police, law enforcement and investigations. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm sure if someone watches our stuff, you know how many people comment on our stuff and say, like, dude, you guys are morons, you know, like it's going to happen. It's well, going to happen. Yeah. I am a moron. I absolutely <laughs> am. Are you serious? Come on. Uh, yes, Trisha, I am feeling better. I just have like the leftover stuff going on that's trying to come out. Jay um, Ray laughs. Gaga, gaga. Hey, Cynthia, and hello, Amanda. Are you still there? I didn't get to say hi to you, and I haven't seen you in a second, but I saw you further up and didn't get to say hi. His AI stuff is really, really cool. I just wish he wouldn't be so biased because the seven minutes in and out with no DNA in the car, I don't care how much you do on your little AI thing. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't account for certain factors. I'll be right back. Don't yeah. It doesn't account for certain factors that should be taken into account. Um, like emotions in any situation, like um things that could go wrong. Uh if it is um if it's a perpetrator that doesn't know the house, how long would it take? Okay. That someone it in his seven-minute video, it has to be someone that knows that house. It has to be someone that knows exactly where they are. It has to be someone that knows where that step is. As we can see, if that uh, footstep recreation is anywhere similar to reality, that person was moving quickly down that four-inch step. They knew it was there. Okay. It was done with the left foot, their strong foot. And, uh, I just, I just think there's other factors that could be taken into account in those situations, but love gray Hughes, love his stuff. Truly. I don't think there's one content creator out there that I could say something bad about you guys. I just can't do it. I got too much love in me. I'm a hippie. I'm a hippie from SoCal, like how obvious, right? All right, so back to these stabbings. So Pullman resident Danielle Reynolds will be arraigned for Lata on two counts of aggravated battery for, okay, so Count of carrying a concealed weapon while under the influence. Uh, investigation widens in stabbing victims. So this is that one that we were just looking at in 99. Bail set for suspect in stabbing. So they caught someone clearly. Let's look at this. Bail was set at $250,000 for the man. Pullman police alleged stabbed two women in a Valley Road apartment. Uh, for, oh, I'm not even going to attempt this, you guys. I refuse, okay? For this name right here, D-U-O-N-G, 
N-G-O-C-T-R-A-N-30. Uh, I'm just going to call him D. Um, after saying he he was found there was a danger, or Tran, yeah, Tran would commit a violent crime or attempt to intimidate witnesses if he were released. Wow. Senior Deputy Prosecutor Toby Crowell uh, had pushed for Tran to be held without bail or for bail to be set at 500000 The victims in the attacks were extremely frightened, he said, and one woman, the estranged wife, estranged wife, okay, so this makes it even less likely. He has a personal connection to one of the victims, okay? So the estranged wife had received threats from the man's brother. Wow, this is super interesting. And both women pulled through. All right, let's go back to this here. Man sentenced for stabbing. So this is the, yes, from the two victims. Okay. Stabbing in Oaks, investigation in Oaksdale. This is 2000. Um, after Johnson, 43, was transported to Whitman Medical County after receiving stab wounds. Let's see. Wait, what am I missing here? Did I... Did it kick me out? Okay, here we go. Oh, no. Lame. I'm going to have to sign up. Okay. All right, I'm going to save this. We'll go through that again and check it out. So... We'll go back to this. All right. So police in Idaho now say there is no connection between the November 13th fatal stabbing. And remember, you guys, all of these happened on the 13th or the 12th, which, come on, like, that's that's a big coincidence. I, I'm going to pull up the details about the one that happened on the 12th, okay? Um, but, uh, I think that there is a numerology aspect to this. I wouldn't put it past, uh, a serial killer to be mm, driven by some kind of numerology aspect, right? So Travis and, and Jamie Lynn Jutton were stabbed multiple times when an assailant broke into their house near the intersection of Howell Prairie Road and Hazel Green Road in East Salem at about 3 a.m. August 13th. That's really good information, though, that this was in Salem. I feel like it would make sleuthing, investigating a little bit easier knowing that all you need to do is find a connection between those two people. Oh, I didn't have this shared. I apologize, guys. Where, yeah, where where did you live, Viking? Hey, Casey, I live in Illinois too, so...
And Cynthia, Gray Hughes does amazing work. Amazing. I don't want to make it sound like I'm putting him down. He's just very mainstream story focused. Whatever is the mainstream story is who he sides with. I feel like he has some kind of connection to law enforcement, maybe. And he just sides with that mainstream story. And and very little questioning in some areas that I would have questioned, but that's okay. We, we need every opinion. We need all of them, all of them. So. Yeah. Where, where did you live again? Viking. Um, I lived off campus was a graduate school, but, Oh, Oh, in Moscow. Oh, really? Hmm. That's interesting. <coughs> interesting, interesting. Yes, feel, feeling the Illinois. All right. So 3 a.m. I think that's important in this situation. That's hunting time in a very similar way. So uh, broke into their house. I wonder how they broke in if they were being watched. Travis was pronounced dead at the scene and Jamie Lynn was stabbed multiple times, but survived. That case is still unsolved. Marion County Sheriff's office spokesperson, Don Perry said that he declined to say if there were any suspects that had been identified. The thing I can say to that is it's still under investigation. He said, uh, Kaylee, Maddie, Ethan, and Zana were stabbed to death in an apartment they rented near the University of Idaho campus at about 3 a.m., November 13th. According to a news release from the Moscow Police Department, police said they don't have a suspect in this case. Um, at a news conference Wednesday, Moscow Police Chief James Fry said he had been made aware of the unsolved Salem case, but police Friday then said that they had ruled out any connection between the two stabbings. There had been numerous media inquiries. So, yeah, we touched on that 99. Hey, pull up what I just sent you. Okay. So, if it's from that one website, <laughs> it's, that, not. it's kicking me out. What is this? We're about to find out together, guys, because I just saw it. Okay. It was just posted five hours ago. So. Hey, Mike, welcome. Welcome, welcome. I, I mean, are you asking us, do we feel like MPD was corrupt or do you think they just got in over their heads on this one? I think it's both. Yeah. I think it's both. I, I don't think the entire police force is corrupt, but I think they're very well are like we the Dr. Moore case is like really and they that's not even that's not even a part of MPD. That's Idaho State Police. So I think there's some um yeah. some bad actors and then the rest of them have very little experience with murder investigation. I think that's obvious. Yeah, Bill, Bill said it good too. I, I feel exactly the same way. And this is one of the statements that we make multiple times that um, if uh, all, 
a lot of people will look at a case that's really flawed like this and think that everybody's involved. And it really could be one key police officer that has their hand in everything that is a fraud. Um, now, we know that fraudulent stuff was done by an officer in the Dr. Moore case. That same officer was involved in the Brian Koberger case and made very particular important decisions for the Koberger case. So um, yes, I do think there's some fraud going on there. And then I think that they're trying to clean up the mess as they go. So it, I think the best way to explain it is both. Yep. That's ISP. Exactly. So, but they were working with Moscow yep. PD. Um, and if you have, if you have a few bad actors from another agency that are working closely with Moscow PD and saying, this is how we need to do things that then they can be complicit. Yeah. Yeah. And ISP, um, it, it's almost like subcontracting J Ray. At least it was when I was looking into the Dr. Moore case. Um, but ISP subcontracted their officers to work under the um, police force. Where was the Dr. Moore case again? Um, I don't remember the city, but they were ISP officers contracted to work under that city in the same fashion that the ISP officers were contracted to work under um, the school, the college, and Moscow. And hey, AO, what's going on? So welcome, Cynthia, with the Masons and built. You know, I do know that it's okay. It's a not so secret, secret society. Okay, and there are police officers, veterans, like you know, men with like some power that definitely are a part of those. I'm a, so I'm a Freemason. I now. just don't I know just what that has to do with the case. Like, it, cops typically know each other anyway. So, what is the Masons hat? Like, what does that matter? Yeah. Let's All right, see. let's check this video out. And the blue blood that runs in the police already. Like they they try to protect they each other. They yeah. protect each other usually. So yes, they absolutely do. They absolutely do. I believe he. Had he was there to kill. He came in with a kit. I believe he had a kill mm -hmm. kit. And you believe that everything, right down to the implement of destruction, this large <laughs> marine knife, that was all planned. All planned. It's inhumane. You wouldn't do these type of things to any living creature, let alone an innocent human being. Interesting. We're going to get a copyright claim now because that background music. Um, that's interesting. She was trapped. 
Yeah. Yeah. She was trapped. Um, now, what could that mean? That could mean that the uh, the person came through the doorway and she didn't have a way out. Her positioning on the bed meant yeah. she was trapped. I, I understand it said that, but I'm trying to think logically what would make someone feel trapped. If someone came in and stood in your doorway with a deadly weapon and the only door in the room is uh, that door that they're in, that would be considered being trapped. Okay, right? but they're saying she was trapped by Maddie's body. That's literally the title of the video. Okay. Their positioning on the bed showed or made it seem like she was trapped by Maddie's body. Okay. I I get it. I get it. That just doesn't make sense to me. So. What do you mean? You you can't be trapped by a body. You just crawl over it in a in no, a situation not if where you're, it's traumatic. Not if you're fatally wounded and you're trying to get up to get help. Yeah. And someone so, is laying dead weight on top of you and you're already so hurt, then maybe not. Okay. So you're looking at it from a different point. <clears throat> you're looking at it like the crime already happened and she was still alive with a weight of a body on her to where she couldn't get up. I was looking at it before that, uh, before the stabbing happened. No, I think they're looking at the position she was in when she died. Yeah. So okay. that would mean after that. stabbed. So the killer would have ha been at the bed already and Kaylee was likely between Maddie and the wall. The Elks Lodge, right. yes. Yeah, that makes sense, Ian. They're on a twin-sized bed between a dead body and a wall. Yes, okay. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Clean. Appreciate that. I'm glad you got to catch a live. Hey, Mike. I just saw you for the first time in the chat. It's actually the Elks Club that controls the world, not the Masonic Lodge. The Elks Lodge, yes. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the secrecy, man. I'm really happy that Gonsalves is going out of his way to fight for there to be video and audio coverage of this case. Because no matter what you think, no matter if you think Brian Koberger is innocent, no matter if you think Brian Koberger is guilty, it's going to all of the public is going to be left with a ton of question marks if we don't have an understanding of what went on and why the state believes so intently that it's Brian Koberger. And I'm glad to see a person that believes in his guilt, who also feels that same way. Because let, let's be real here. Gonzalez, I think, wants the world to know what happens. And he believes it was Koberger. Okay, let's see what else we can find on this.
the Jutin Okay, that's a good one. So I didn't see, so 19 times, masked intruder. So this was back in September 1st of 2021. Travis and Jamie Lynn Jutton were attacked their, in their home in rural Marion County, Oregon. On August 13th, authorities are looking for, God, that sucks, man. They look like such just nice people. And you can never tell by looking at someone, but he looks like super nerdy and just like a nice person that yeah, God. they do look nice. Authorities are looking for the person responsible for attacking a young couple in their Oregon home last month, ending the husband and seriously injuring his wife. Travis and Jamie Lynn Jutton were sleeping in their home in rural Mary. Marion County on August 13th, shortly after 3 a.m. A masked intruder broke in and began attacking them. Travis, 26, uh, died from multiple stab wounds. Jamie Lynn, 24, was seriously injured after being stabbed 19 times, you guys. The Jutans were supposed to fly to Hawaii the following day. Gosh. Kaylee was supposed to leave the next day, too. Yes. So that's weird. A person who was going to watch their house and cat while they're away was sleeping in the next room. No way. The assailant fled the scene. Authorities have not yet identified any suspects or disclosed a motive in the attack. So they left a person alive and a pet alive. Person alive and pet. Yep. Similar to Idaho 4. Yep. Friends and family say that Travis died protecting his wife. He saved her life, the couple's friend, Elaine, told TV. Travis's family released a statement Friday afternoon. Our family is grieving the loss of our son, nephew, brother, and friend, Travis, age 26, whose life was brutally cut short the morning of August the 13th by an unknown assailant who murdered him inside his home. The statement reads, his wife, Jamie Lynn, was seriously injured and is recovering in the hospital. Travis was a kind, gentle, and loving person who did not deserve to lose his life. And for reasons unknown to any of us, the statement continues, while we grieve Travis's loss and wish for Jamie Lynn's health, we continue to be concerned for the safety of our family, friends, and neighbors. If you have any information that could be of assistance, please contact Marion Sheriff's Office. Your help is greatly appreciated. Gosh, you guys, this is. Uh. Do you think we could swing like on Saturday night watching this on a membership only? Because this. So I want you to pull up this clip. I want to watch it. But do you think we could watch the full thing on a membership stream like this weekend or something? I don't know. I don't know how that works. What do you mean? You just stream it. Okay, and, okay, yeah, maybe. 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 Later. Yeah. So, um, the sneak peek from the new 48 Hours uh, Idaho 4 
like a clip just came out that then Calva's family put on their or Gonzalez family put on their Facebook page. And I think that's where this whole thing that Kaylee was trapped behind Maddie. Mm-hmm. I think that's where this is coming from. Okay. So um, the clip is three minutes and 45 seconds long. I sent it to you in the email. Okay. I think we should watch it. Do you want to watch it? We can. Okay. We just get hit with uh, copyright every time. From what? Music in the background. Every clip. Okay, so if any music starts playing, we could... It's too late. We already listened to some music. Oh. You could just, um, like, mute it. It's not working. What? Then it's got to be the surf shark. That's what always does it. Wait, does StreamYard block other stuff? I don't know. I have no clue. Oh, nope, there. Here we go. It's an ad. Can be a I think maybe challenge. it was ad block. Yeah. A lot of people stream shows behind a paywall, like a membership, like on Patreon or membership stream. So. So what what did you want? Oh, just this. This clip. Yeah. Got it. Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I just wanted to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. So I I didn't realize that that you could do it for like members and not have to worry about getting hit on. uh, Yeah, but I wonder if we should do it on Patreon, like get that set up and do it on Patreon and not YouTube. I don't know. We need to look into it a little bit. But if we end up doing it, we'll obviously let you guys know and post it in a community post. Yep. But yeah, we'll go back to the stabbings after this. Sorry, guys. I know we're going back and forth. Yeah. I just saw this pop up. Looking into other stuff. Wow. Moscow will forever be known as the scene of one of the most tragic crimes in American history. There's still sort of a a darkness whenever you talk to people. It will be ever part of the university's history and the town's history. There are four very, very important names. In this case, Kaylee Gonzalez, Madison Mogan, Zana Cronodal, and Ethan Chapin. And if you're going to remember any names from this case, I ask that it be all four. My name is Olivia Gonzalez, and Kaylee was my little sister. Everybody's going to work, and you look out the window, and there's kids running down the street <laughs> laughing, and you're just like, Oh, good, Ian. How can you be out there playing? My daughter's dead. You know, Kaylee Gonzalez is gone. Stop everything. Everybody in the whole world, stop. And everything just keeps going. That's sad. My sister, Zana Kernodal, is 
one of the happiest, funniest people I've ever met. And I had the awesome privilege of growing up with her and I still have a hard time coming to terms with the facts that it did happen. She looks a lot like her sister. Frank Koberg is accused of yeah, stabbing does. these four University of Idaho students in the pre-dawn hours on November 13th, 2022. Uh, the murder weapon, which was a knife, has never been found. This is a type of survival knife. Brian Koberger did not make his own plea. The judge entered a plea for him of not guilty. Maximum penalties, life in prison, or the death penalty. Due to the nature of the crimes, the state of Idaho is seeking the death penalty. He was there to kill. He came in with a kit. I believe he had a kill mm -hmm. kit. And you believe that everything right down to the implement of destruction, this large... Okay. A kill kit. So when I was looking into profiles of serial killers, a kill kit is normally something, not something an inexperienced killer brings. Yeah. A serial killer, their first kills are super just chaotic and yeah. out of control. Like, it, it's usually, like we said, they go through this escalation of breaking into houses and getting comfortable figuring out how to do that, how yeah. to be comfortable doing that, how to have power over people, watching people sleep, peeping Tom. Like, they go through this series of escal escalation and, like, figuring things out, and then they'll have a kill, and it'll be super chaotic. So yes. if that's true, then this isn't Brian's first kill. There's no way he brought a kill kit is something that they usually have once they're experienced they're like okay i need this i need this like btk yeah so like wh whoever brought the kill kit yeah i i don't want to say brian because we don't have any idea that it's brian uh he he hasn't had his day in court yet i, I just don't want to add to the uh you know <clears throat> painting so this uh, is really sad guys it airs this saturday um we're talking about maybe doing a members only live stream watching it maybe but we'll see we just need to look up the details on it because yeah. we don't we don't want to risk anything no um and i think if this is a paid footage like you have to pay to watch it then we can't do it and one thing I did want to say too, I was waiting for this video to be uh, be uh, be done. But anybody that's a member on YouTube, we're gonna figure out how to make sure that you guys can be a member on Patreon too, so that people aren't like double paying for a membership. If you're a member on one, you're gonna be a member on all. We're also making a membership uh, chat for uh, Discord too. Discord too. Um, so. so Jay Ray said, maybe you guys should think about making a separate channel to satisfy those complainers about the double posted content in case anything ever happens as backup too. Oh yeah. That's a really good idea. We, we have some ideas for, um, for some new channels that I was actually telling Ian about around, uh, criminal debate. So maybe we'll go that direction. That would be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you oh. for that suggestion. Have a nice From shams too. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have fun taking your honker spaniel out. Honker. Say hi to him. Knife. Honk honk. Yep. <laughs> we need that a honker okay. spaniel emote. We are. We're gonna get a honker spaniel emote. Planned. All planned. It's inhumane. You wouldn't do these type of things to any living creature, let alone an innocent human being. But 
star piece of evidence in the prosecution's case is the DNA that was found on the knife sheath that was left at the crime scene. That there's so much other evidence that's also pointing towards nobody else that we're aware of. That we're aware of. Brian car spotted leaving the scene. Why was his... <gasps> that was not his car, was Why it? Why was his back window? Dark. Tinted. No, that no, it's just the placement of that. We're gonna have to pull up that video footage though. Spotted. Isn't that weird though? Leaving it's the super scene. strange. Why was his self leaving? Hang on. That's here. way darker than it looked in the police body so, cam footage. I gotta look. Oh yeah, Jay Ray. I do want to see a picture of him so bad. <laughs> oh, I spelled his name wrong, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Jay Ray, every time you take your, take your honker out, um, everyone's gonna be going honk honk in the chat for like ever. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, it does look kind of dark right there. There's another part where she, it does look dark right there. Yeah, it does. But the back windows don't at all. Like the back yeah. windows don't. And there's another part where she goes up to it where I don't think it looks that dark. No, not at all. Right there. No, it's. Yeah, you can see all the way in through it. I know, but when she turns the other way, you can actually see that there's no yeah. tent on yeah, the windows. Yeah, yeah. When she turns the other angle, yeah. you can see it on all the body cam footage. It's not. It's not even the main. I just think that it's the. Bam. Yep. You can see through everything. Bam. Yes. That's BK's car. And yes, you can see through everything, literally everything. So, um, yeah, I, I was just questioning this here because this looks super, super dark, but I think it's because the angle they're at and everything. So I just wanted to verify. They were asking, are the license plates the same? Oh, go back to the other video where she walks up. Yeah, it, it's definitely. The Are same. you sharing this? Oh, I didn't share this. So dumb. It's still getting used to it. Well, there guys. you go. Sorry. There you go. You Look, can see that. Transparent. Okay. And we stopped it on this. I'm sorry. I wasn't sharing that, that part here. I'll take it back. Yep. So, yes, that is the same. Okay. And this is October 14th, 2022 at 4.32 p.m. So, yes, LFZ86. Good call out. Wait, are you not sharing this right now? You just started playing it and we're, you're not sharing it. I guess. I thought it was. Go back to the 48 hours okay, tab. What are you doing? It? 
there's no motive. Look, I'm still getting used to StreamYard. And it becomes very hard to make the case. Times, including the morning after the offense. The prosecution would like everyone to believe that it's an open and shut case. But I think the facts they have make the case more open than open and shut. According to the defense, there is no connection whatsoever between Brian Koberger and the victims. And if there is no connection, then there is no motive. And if there is no motive, then it becomes very hard to make the case that he is the killer. And this is a graduate student, not a trained assassin. It's more so about putting these pieces together because I know what the puzzle looks like at the end. I have the box in front of me, but I'm missing so many pieces. How did all of these pieces fall to create what I'm living in right now? Where did, where did this come from? They nobody test, can hear us. Test, test, test. Nobody can hear us. Yeah, it's because you touched the mic. It unplugged it. Did it? Yep. Where? No, I got it now. We're good now. Are we good? We should be. Good? Okay. Sorry. When I hit the mic, I, I unplugged it, guys. That's my bad. All my fault. Okay, good. So we were saying we were intrigued. Yep. That that was really interesting. We're glad they're talking about the the possibility of innocence. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. and Elliot Honker Spaniel is Jay Ray's dog because it doesn't bark; it honks. Yes, yes. I'm just really stoked, you guys, that they're talking about the other side. I'm 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 really impressed to see people that believe that it's Brian Koberger and are now being honest that they're still holes in this investigation because i've said from the beginning and why i want to create a community where we can openly talk about different opinions and theories is because if you're here watching us and you uh believe brian koberger did it great this is the place for you if you're here watching us and you believe that brian koberger didn't do it great this is the place for you and um I want to be able to get to a point where we can be open and honest and 
all talk about the holes in this case. There are holes in this case. And we have been told from the beginning that it is a slam dunk case. And we have talked about from the beginning that if you want to see a slam dunk case, go look at the Rex Hewerman case where no matter what evidence you pull out of that case and just pretend it's not there, right? Pull that bad boy out. It's going to stick. Put it back in, pull another piece out. It's going to stick. You could do that for any piece of that evidence. Now, look at the Koberger case and pull out one piece of evidence. It's not going to stick. Pull out the DNA. What's there? Nothing. Pull out the cell phone data. What is there? Well, that's if the cell phone data can even prove he's there, which with one tower and 360 degrees, more than likely it can't. But um nothing's there. Like all they have is that DNA, right? And we have evidence with the Dr. Moore case that um, there are some tainted officers involved in this. And I, I, I don't think that, I don't feel like it's fair when you want to look at a case analytically and logically and, and, and have it be tin hat because a case doesn't look good. The only reason that they do character assassination is when the state's case sucks. Look at the YNW Melly case. Um, look at um, which I, I think this one is fair, kind of, but the Alexi case. I mean, they're coming out saying she's now strangled the baby. You know what I mean? Um, because the evidence isn't there. I'm not... and. With the Alexi case, I know it makes a lot of people really touchy. So I'm not saying that she's innocent or guilty, but uh, someone can be guilty and still get character assassinated. It, that It's just a method, right? And someone can be guilty with not good evidence against them and still get character assassinated. Um, but yeah, we see it all the time. Yeah, I think it's, I mean... That's why I, I get where lawyers are coming from when they don't want cameras in the courtroom. Like, I understand it. They don't want this, like, salacious sideshow, this, like, you know, all, I know I read Elliot. it. <laughs> Elliot, that's super funny. He, he said, I read your comment. <laughs> that's funny. My mom and I were just walking our 135-pound Anatolia. I probably said that wrong. Don't hate me. Shepherd, we named Vladimir Pupin <laughs> and saw a dog who was honking, walking down the side of the road. Wait, that's so Jay, funny. Jay Ray's walking her dog right now. I know. I know. <laughs> He's just out there honking down the street. <laughs> Like every step, <laughs> like a squeaky toy. <laughs> anyway, I, I agree, Cynthia. I think it's very possible Huberman isn't walk, working alone because of his search results. Yes. Just side note. Now be quiet. Okay. <laughs> so, and I was going to ask you a question so you could talk more. <laughs> but, um, I was going to say that I I understand why the lawyers don't want the cameras in the courtroom because of stuff like details getting added that aren't really there, like people making a circus out of it and it becoming like a sideshow. Um, I understand it. I, I do get it. Like things can be added, more details can be added, like and people have like a natural tendency to go with the herd. And then you yeah. have the issue of picking a jury in this world that is connected through the internet. 
Like we are the most connected we've ever been that we know of in recorded history. So, I mean, it, I, I understand it, which makes me think there should be rules for the media when they cover a court case specifically, a, cr- a criminal court case. When they cover it, I think that there should be the news where Johnny they report. Case, yeah. And I think Ian might have suggested this actually the other night where they only cover the facts and then they will have like special shows like like the Tucker Carlson, yeah. the talking head that talks about his opinion. But yeah. as far as reporters like reporting the news, they should only be able to report the facts. No speculation, no like theories yeah, or but, but that, uh, that gets the so news, dirty. They still have the opportunity to express opinions and shows, but yeah. not when they're reporting the news. Yeah, that just gets so muddy. But I agree. How does with that get you. muddy? I agree because um evidence can be opinion. And let's just just because I pulled it up just a second ago, okay? So why the YNW Melly case, he was character assassinated, and the state said, and and this is opinion and evidence, like this is where it could get muddy. So um, apparently the gang that he's associated with, or the state is saying that he's associated with, has a color that new gang members must wear until they become like uh, a shot caller, a higher up, or an initiated gang, YNW Melly. Okay. uh, An initiated gang member, okay? okay? So they took a picture of him wearing that brown color and submitted it into evidence. Now, that is one of those things I worry about, where that is fact that he is wearing that color. Nobody's questioning that. That is fact that that gang requires you to wear that color when you're an initiate, okay? Then they took pictures of him wearing red because I think it was associated with blood, the bloods. Um, And they submitted that and said, look, this is where he became a shot caller. And all of that information is fact. But the way that they're presenting it is opinion. Because in order for that theory that idea, that evidence to be factual, they would have to show a proven history of him wearing that color from day one that they believe he became an initiative to the last day of, of believing he's an initiate to day one of him being a shot caller, big shot to the end of that. Now, they're both telling the truth in that situation. It comes down to an opinion and how you present it. So I do think that the news, I shouldn't say that. I don't think the news tries to present fact. I think that they try and present the most uh, viewer, the most likely content that's going to get them the most views. But exactly, um, that would get very muddy very quick. It would get very muddy very quick. So I just have a hard time understanding the uh the logistics behind it how could they control this how could they control these details to ensure that the media will only cover things in a factual way are they only allowed to talk about topics of what is actually recorded in this situation like do you mean it like that so uh in the ynw melly case they're talking about that so then the news could say hey this is what the state was talking about and just give no personal opinions okay that is exactly what i mean like this is what was talked about today in court this is exactly what was said that's it okay 
Okay. That's what I mean. Mike, once the government determines what truths can be reported on, it never ends well. I agree with you, but there has to be... That's where we get into the weeds with all of this, because there's such little trust for the media and the government. So it's like... I agree, Is anybody going to believe it's fact anyway? I mean, like, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Can, can we I'm believe saying. it? Can we believe it? I don't know. That's why I, I really side with Mike. Now, the, there has to be harsh punishments for the media lying, though. Yes. I think that if in a situation the media lies, they should be removed immediately. And I agree that I am. Gosh, it's such a hard line, you guys, because. I would consider myself a um, a uh, hey Ramsey, like a truth, a freedom of speech absolutist. However, when it comes to underage children, like there's some topics out there that just don't meet that criteria. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's some topics that just don't meet that criteria. But sure. yes, I think that people like us, right, content creators, um, media, uh, I think we should be allowed to talk about whatever we want. The downside of this situation now is that the media is all pushing one narrative. And I think that's why people have such a hard time and such a big issue with it. Yeah, Brendan was talking about. Ian said, here's an idea. Have the judge control the camera. The GoPro on his forehead. <laughs> Ian, this is what I this is what I said last <laughs> night. Why don't we just have the judge put this bad boy on? You know, <laughs> get get the head, uh, get the get the head banned or whatever. And that way you never see the defense or the state's computers because they're facing the judge, right? And wherever the judge is looking, <laughs> the camera's there. That would be super funny. That would be hilarious. But I think you're on to something. So one of the things with the GoPros, guys, is it's a fisheye lens. You post this in the back of a courtroom, it's going to see everything. Why do we not just put one of these bad boys in every courtroom? Mm -hmm. Every courtroom. No more controlled media. None. Hey, I see um, several people joined. If you guys are coming in, please smash the like button. Yeah. Appreciate that, Shams. It helps us get the video out to more people, and we would love you forever. I, Rumsey, I agree with you. And I don't know if I said hello, but hello, Rumsey. Um, I, I agree. I think that we need to make an expectation, a rule, a regulation. And for you guys, did I close it out? I think I did in the beginning of the stream. We had up uh, Rule 45 for Illinois or Idaho in regards to the cameras in the courtroom. And we detailed and read through that entire document of Idaho Rule 45 when it comes to the um when it when it comes to, to down to the media coverage in in the courtroom and uh it it gives where my concern is is it gives the judge so much control and i i personally don't agree with the fact that the judge looked at the media coverage and and 
tried saying that it's not freedom of speech. I guess he has a different idea of what our justice system is versus what my idea of our justice system is. Because my idea of our justice system is that you're technically judged and graded by uh, your peers and the rest of the general public. And uh, I think that includes the public because these are U.S. citizens that have either created chaos and or danger in the general public uh, that that have put other others other people's lives on the line, and I think we should be allowed to know about that. I think that should be within our rights. It is in our own state, our own homes, our own country, and and our our whole idea of a justice system was founded around this. It was founded around the idea of the town square, getting their people together in that town before we had cell phones and computers, when there's a crime, and being judged by your peers so that everybody could know about it. So why are we not offering the same hand to the rest of the country now that we have technology? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't. I don't think the courts should be closed. I think that they should be open. Um, I think there's a lot you can say about having the courts open to the media. Like, I think there's a ton of benefits and very little benefits to taking cameras out. Uh, yes. Like, what are the benefits of taking cameras out so that they can hide things? Well... <laughs> Just I think that's like going conspiracy. Yeah, I, I think that's the but. automatic conspiracy <laughs> idea. But as a lawyer, I see the benefit in having cameras out of the courtroom. And in my opinion, the benefit, if I'm that attorney, is that's one less thing I have to worry about is worry about how m the image of the evidence that I'm sharing will be perceived by the general public. I understand why they want it out of there. However, I think public knowledge prevails over that. Agreed. You know? Yes, it makes attorneys' jobs harder. I understand <laughs> it. But we are in a technology age now that is never going away. You know, there's this there's this argument that you hear online and funny, you guys, you, you hear it a lot on TikTok, right? They're posting videos to TikTok complaining about technology where, look, technology have, have brought some really bad things forward for uh, the human race, but it also has brought some really positive things forward for the human race. One thing that you can guarantee is that we're never going backwards. So I understand how it used to be in the 80s. I understand how it was in the 70s. I understand what people did back then, but we're never going backwards. I mean, it's you don't want happening. to, but a lot of people do. It will never and if, happen. if enough people want to, no, it can. No, it will not. <laughs> it is impossible. Handmaiden's that, Tale. No, that is... Okay, so for one country, but all the other countries were were connected and using things. That's like creating the wheel, right? When you've been carrying hundreds of pounds on your back every day for hundreds of years, creating the wheel and then being like, man, it just really annoys me to look at that wheel. Let's just uncreate that wheel. Not happening. 
not happening. There is no amount of people that will ever make us go back to a non-technology age. So why are our laws, like in this situation, not adapting to that? No, I haven't been cagey about my age, Ian. I'm 29. <laughs> are you talking about the 1890s? <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, no, I was born in 1886. <laughs> so. Yeah, Jay, I agree with you. The defense, it's to protect his reputation. And for the state, it's because it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's I would embarrassing. agree. Yeah, yep. Look, I... I think the state knows what they're up against, okay? These are attorneys, right? And there's this really fun idea that we can come out and, and anyone likes to feel like you know some kind of information that most of the other people don't know. Everyone likes feeling that. It's part of why we love true crime. It's part of why we love Tin Hat. It's part of why we love conspiracy is that idea that we're figuring something out. We're coming up with something. We're learning something. Um, well, and, and the fact of the matter is there are a lot of secrets in this world that shouldn't be secrets. And the whole, like, okay, Finland, happiest country in the world because their government is super transparent, <laughs> yes. like mega transparent. Yep. So they trust their government. They trust their neighbors. They live in this blissful state of trust. I did. Couldn't be, be us. The dragon. Couldn't okay. be us. I. So um, I wanted to mention a couple comments really quick. Um, yeah. But. We have an overclassification issue here. I wanted to say, yes, we do. Yeah, I wanted we classify to classify everything and gag order problem. Yeah. Um. So, I wanted to mention. Trisha said she's watching on two accounts. <laughs> Go you. Yeah. And I wanted to say hi to Joey. Joey joined the chat. Joey, yes. Sorry, I was ranting. So. Yeah. He's just like really on a sick one tonight, guys. I'm so excited about this topic. This topic. <laughs> you're very, very like, excited tonight. Like your ADD is like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it good is. though. Cause I'm sick. So I can't talk that much. Yeah. No, I just, you this just, topic you steal the me, show. Man. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying go for it. Steal the show. <laughs> this topic gets to me, you guys. It really, really gets to me because I feel like there's so many other obvious possibilities in this situation oh shams shams is on two accounts now too yeah uh, <laughs> thanks <laughs> your show with shams that's awesome yeah right. i think that we I think there needs to be some major changes and, and maybe that's why courts and governments and everybody hates technology because it has changed the way that the American people feel about the government. But again, I go back to we we're a type of people that evolves. There's there's nothing we can do about that. We evolve. 
So like we, our laws got to evolve with us, you know? Oh, Amanda always watches on her phone and TV. <laughs> How many awesome. of you guys are double watching? <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's cool. Thanks. That is cool. That's dedication right there. It is. Oh, that way you can still comment and be in chat. Interesting. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Annie um, was tired. She, she said she was only going to be on for a little bit tonight. Oh, too bad. Hey, watchful eye. Yes. Oh, you guys want the big screen? Yeah. And then to be able to chat on your phone. Yeah, that totally, totally makes sense. I've never done that before, though. I mean, we're doing it here, too. <laughs> uh Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but I'm on our channel on the other computer watching the chat. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it counts as a view when you're watching your own stream. No, no, I don't think so. We're <laughs> we're gonna have to start really digging into the court doc or not court documents, the um the police reports on these crimes, though. I need to know more. I cannot let this go. Ever since Ian sent this to me, I cannot let this thing go. There are just too many similarities. Too many similarities. Ian. So I wanted to ask you, because you sent that originally about the timeline, right? Like, were you intending for us to find out about the other stabbings, like they could be connected? Or were you just wanting us to look at the timeline? I'm just really curious. Like, if you, like, did you read through all the articles and see the stabbing and think that was like, whoa, that's crazy? For, for what, Jay Ray? For the, the video we premiered? Yeah. So, um, and when you guys rewatch it, let me know if you guys like the premiere too, because that's something that we talked about a little bit ago. But uh, I think for certain really, uh, really interesting topics, we're going to try to do the premiere and start it between 8 and 8.15, depending on how long the video is, and watch it with you guys so we can comment and talk through it during the during the playthrough, which I personally don't think I've seen somebody go live watching their own content. Honestly, I felt kind of lame going live watching my own content. What? No, but people do that with premieres, they and they comment with the people, yeah. But are they actually live streaming? Oh, because I don't the know. premiere showed and then it showed our live stream. So I was typing in the premiere like, hey, guys, come over to the live stream so that we can uh, talk through it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. You're stealing so your people, own views, though. I get it. But I, I'm more concerned with the conversation. I like talking with everyone and uh, having good conversation and like investigating the video, you know. Um. Uh. Yeah, J-Ray, just go watch it after. You don't need to watch it, obviously, for context for this. Like, we already went through a lot of it anyway. Yeah, it's just this couple right here. And here, let me... Yeah, we're in the regular live stream, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then let me pull up 
uh, I think this is doomed really big. Yeah. All right. So, um, hang on here. Hang on. Oh, gosh. What? A new band filled video about Brian. Oh, what? Brian's family not visiting him in jail. You guys, one thing that I wanted to point out to you guys too is um, shoot, where is it? It was uh, J for Justice. Oh, where is it? Okay, so here, I'm going to share this, but we talked about Ruby Frankie on here, and um, this is Jay for Justice, another phenomenal content creator, just amazing. And this is a compilation of Ruby Frank's videos of interactions with her kids that are super questionable yeah, and I it was, was incredible like amazing there's other ones out there that have been around for a little while and i wanted to pull that up that night that's what we didn't get to yeah and i also found the connections website <laughs> look make sure you guys go watch that video if you want to know more on um here, let me go, Sandra Ladd. And let's pull up this Sandra Ladd details. What's 71. Wait, what's Sandra Ladd? What are you talking about? This is another stabbing. Oh, that's the 71-year-old. Yep. Okay. Who I personally believe is what? So how number one. Well, see, I wanted to look into if she had any grandsons yep. um, that are not family. around yep. uh, anybody, like any troubled family members. That was what I wanted. So has her killer been found? Like, have they no. been arrested? No. So the Washougal Police Department is asking the public to help solve the murder of Sandra Ladd, a Washougal woman found stabbed to death in her home in mid-June. The police department has partnered with Crime Stoppers of Oregon to offer a reward of up to $2,500 for information leading to the arrest of Ladd's killer. We want to make sure that we have all the information that we can possibly get. Washugo Police Chief Wendy Steinbron said, sometimes people see something or know something that they don't think is relevant. We want to draw that out. We want people to worry about feeling We don't want people to worry about feeling silly. We want to hear about it no, man no matter if it turns out to be relevant or not. Some people don't know if their information is valuable or not. Might or not might not be aware of the investigation. We want to raise the profile and keep the case fresh in people's minds. Lad 71 was found dead in her home located on the 1900 block of 41st Street in Washougal on June 14th. Um, yeah, so she was fit. So that was a typo. So it was the 13th. Oh, no way. Yes, it was the 13th. I, dude, I knew it. That is nuts. Yep. I'm telling you, all three happened on the 13th. At like three o'clock in the morning. Yes, I know. It's crazy. Okay. Dude. Okay, you guys. 
how many coincidences are in a murder. That's weird. That is weird. That's super weird. Yep. After being stabbed in her torso, Steinbron said the investigation is active and ongoing, but declined to provide further details. Vancouver resident Michaela Sass, Lad's daughter, told the Post record she did not want to say anything that might jeopardize the investigation, but said Lad's, Lad's family members just need answers and need someone to come forward and provide any information that will help us bring closure. Lad was born in Portland, graduated in Washougal in 1967, earned an associate's degree from Clark College, attended the University of Washington. She worked as an administrator assistant. She worked here. at the University of Washington? Like Pullman? The, that's Washington State. Yeah. Huh? There's a, there's Washington State and University of U of W. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Um, during that time, she worked at Cape Horn Sky Elementary School. Lad worked at Burgerville in East Vancouver from 96 until she furloughed in early 2020 due to COVID. Okay, that's Seattle. <clears throat> Lad is survived by four children. Hmm. Four children, huh? And six grandchildren. Yes, that's a lot of contact. Hmm. So I, the last thing in the world I ever want to do is victim blame, but. I think you brought up a really good point when you said, hey, does she have children? Do we know anything about the background? Because, you guys, a lot of serialists um, go after their mom or family because a lot of that trauma, the nature versus nurture, <laughs> is a lot of that trauma, the nature versus nurture, is caused by a family member for the serialist no cape horn not cape horn <laughs> what cape what are you talking about cape horn somebody said cape oh, horn no. elementary <laughs> <laughs> oh so bad that's so awful that's so bad <laughs> we already get in trouble for the things that we say wrong <laughs> It sounded like he's is they're saying Amanda even said that it sounded like you said that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad, dude. Yeah, Amanda, lucky 13, 3 a.m. It's it's weird. I'm telling it's you, weird. It is so crazy. Yeah, and the fact that with the couple, they left a dog and another person alive. I know. Just like in the Idaho 4 case. And we don't even know about this one. And we, yet. yeah, we don't know about this one yet. We're going to have to oh, buy some police reports. And her address numbers add up to 13. Shut up. J Ray just pointed that out. What? What's oh her address? Where's her and address? 1122 lines up to 33. Threes. Okay, what's this lady's address? Did it say right here? Uh, yeah, it's the whatever. Nineteen hundred block of forty forty first street. Wait, how does that add up to thirteen? Am I tripping? <laughs> what nine? I don't see it. I'm blind. Nineteen oh three. One nine three is thirteen. One nine three 
is 13. What do you mean? Oh, okay. One plus nine is 10 plus three. <laughs> Gosh, that, that cold's really got you. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. But where's the three? I see 1900 block of 41st Street. It must have been on another thing that we okay. looked at. I located on the block. Oh, oh, okay. That's not her address. That's the 1900 block. Okay. Yeah. So it's 1903. Okay, yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it now. Yeah. Jeez. Everybody's explaining math to me now. <laughs> she, just, she just needs a handicap tonight, all right? She's still going through it, apparently. This is I didn't right, know her address. Right now seeing... is when you would see the little bubble on our videos, like saying something funny. Yeah, but that's not fair because in the article it says 1900. Okay. It doesn't say 1903. Yeah. Clearly, I was not paying attention. <laughs> Uh, crime report. Okay. What I also cannot do math in my head. Okay. Like at all. And I can't see images in my head. Like, I don't know about you guys. Like when you do a math problem in your head, do you envision the numbers? Cause I, I assume that's what people do when they do math in their head. And I can't see things in my head. It's called anphantasia. Mm -hmm. where i you i literally can't see things like my whole life like when people are like okay close your eyes and envision you're like at a beach or something i'm like can other people do that like i yeah. i was just like how <laughs> okay i'll pretend you know and then i thought nobody else could actually do that i didn't think people could do that See and then I in your head. Yeah. And then I found out that people actually are envisioning a beach in their head when they're told to do that. Oh, and I'm just the weird one that can't. You are. Yes, you are. Yeah, I hear my own thoughts in my head. <laughs> you just add it up. What? Yeah, that's what I do, too. I'm sitting here thinking I don't envision numbers in my head. OK, now what if it's a, like a, a a stacked number problem, like I 104 plus 105, I which mean, obviously what? that's a super easy problem. Yeah. But say it's not easy. Like and it's you like mean in a situation where it's like 10 plus three plus 11 plus. Yeah, 12. that. Do you have to envision the numbers in your head? No, I just point out the two biggest ones and start from there and then work backwards. I don't envision the numbers, though. Okay. Yeah. I would just be like, okay, 10 plus 11 is 21 plus 3, 24, and then the last number. But, yeah. Yeah, I wish I could daydream. I've only met one other person in my whole life that has anphantasia like I do where they can't see things. And then I saw one person on YouTube that had it, which is how I found out that I had it. And she's an artist. And like, can't vision things in her head. Could Brian Koberger be linked to other similar murders in Pacific Northwest? Based on, oh, wait, here. 
Could Brian Koberger be linked to other similar murders in Pacific Northwest? Northwest. Based on what is now known about Brian Koberger, I'm sure they must be reinvestigating the other two similar murders that occurred in the Pacific Northwest after 2020. June 14, 2020, Washugal, Washington. Sandra Ladd, 71, was found in her home with multiple stab wounds to her torso. That was number one. I'm telling you, I am confident that was number one. August 13th, 2021. Oh, they need to put June 13th. Salem, Oregon. Travis Jutton was murdered in his sleep around 3 a.m. And his wife, Jamie Lynn, was seriously injured fighting off the killer. The two murders happened 14 months apart and within 70 miles of one another, which that those two, yes. Yeah, those two yeah. are 70 miles apart, but Moscow is not. I would like to know where Brian was on those dates. So we need to save this. This should be. Um, yes, Mike, I do have visual dreams, which has tripped me out thinking about that. Like, how can I have dreams where I can? The only thing is, is I, I almost never dream. Like, I dream super rarely. Um, or if I do dream, I just don't remember dreaming. Cause I think technically you dream every night. You just don't remember them. Um, but yeah, I, I have visual dreams and I thought like, how, can I have a visual dream and not be able to picture things in my head? Now I can almost get like these faint, like flashes of things when I try to think about them really hard, but that's, that's it. And then I found out architects can vision entire blueprint, like visualize entire blueprints in their head. And I was like, what? So clearly it's a scale with all humans. Some humans are like super good at it. And some people are super terrible at it. Like me. Hmm. So I'm not sure if this is a bit of a stretch, but here's a little, very little information I could personally find in this particular attempted murder that is reminiscent of the Idaho. On June 13, 2021, a person was stabbed in their sleep around 3 a.m. in Charleston, Illinois. Weird. Okay. The victim survived and got help, and the suspect fled the scene, according to the article. Two months later, on August 13, 2021, yeah, in Marion, so in Charleston, Illinois. What? August 13th, too? It's on the 13th, too? Yeah, that is... What time? 3 a.m.? strange. I'm writing this down. Yep. For oh, my years. gosh. Is this another instance of a smiley face killer? Right. Like, so, do we got a group of some killers out there now? Two months later, August 13th. So very similar pattern of stabbing while they were asleep roughly around 3 a.m. Now, I know the Illinois attempted is far from Oregon and Idaho, but it's not uncommon for a killer to be on the move. If you try to connect these attacks, you notice the severity increases from one victim to two victims to four victims, kind of how a serial does work their way up. I do find it hard to believe a new one has never committed such acts, could kill four in stealth and slip away without leaving a trace. Yep. Oh, Cynthia just said, what? where's the DNA in these crimes? None of them have any reported DNA I left. Know. I know. I know. It is literally the same exact thing. I'm telling you, there is something here. Um, there is something here, you guys. I also want to say one thing. Casey, no way. You have it, too. She has Anfantasia, too. Oh, no way. Yeah, that's what? cool. Maybe it's more common and, like, people just are like me where they didn't realize that, like, other people could, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yep. you just live your life in your own head. Like, you don't think about it. Yeah, I definitely until know it, what you mean. 
until it gets brought to your attention. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> He, he gets so mad at me, too, when he asks me to, like, see something in my head. Like, when we're setting something up, like, you know, a set in the studio. And he's like, like, just think about this being here. Like, wouldn't that look good? I'm like. Like a deer in headlights. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'll like it. And then he puts it up and he's like, it looks great, huh? And I'm like. I don't think I like it. And he's like, you said you liked it. And I'm like, no, I actually don't like it now. <laughs> you get so mad. <laughs> yeah, I think because normal people can oh. assume <laughs> that would know if they like it or not. Yeah, so. I'm not on drugs. So that definitely that takes that out of the equation. But I don't know. I have dreamed a lot after... So weed used to make me dream a ton, like a ton, but I don't smoke weed anymore. <laughs> Drugs are probably why I hear the voices. Oh my gosh, Casey, that got kind of dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, exactly. Cynthia. Exactly. What is normal anyways? Yeah. Who wants to be normal? Cynthia, that's really amazing. I love that. That's cool. She said her visual talent is seeing a color and being able to mix it with primary colors and white and black. Like she can see a color and remake it. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, Jeez. I've seen an artist who does that. Like her fans will be like, make this color and it'll be something super random. And she sits there and mixes little bits of paint in and then it'll match exact. Like she will really? put it on the thing and it will be perfect. Like, wow. I need her to custom mix a foundation for me. That's incredible. Because no foundation matches me. Like, I'm a really fair-skinned person with olive undertones. That yeah, hey, Regina, I know you won't hear this right now, but you will hear it when you get to this point. So, welcome. <laughs> Hi, Regina. All right, I'm just trying to go through and see if I can find any specific details here. Mike, that's kind of dark, too. What? <laughs> I'm trying to stop hearing my internal monologue. I guess you can never stop it, but you can stop giving it importance. It's just meaningless chatter in the skull, really. <laughs> yeah. That, I, I wish I had an internal monologue, you guys. With ADHD, you're like... You're doing things as you think of them. That's why I it, that's why I was such a troublemaker when I was younger. I didn't have the ability to tell myself an internal dialogue no because as I'm thinking it I'm doing it. So you're thinking about like peeing on a tree but you're already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm dead serious like some major impulse control yes. issues there. <laughs> yes. ADHD is known for it is known for it. I can't tell you how many times I got in trouble when I afterwards I would sit back and think, why did I do that? I, why did I do that? And I just, I couldn't control it, man. Yeah, Cynthia, you're the same as me with this, with our skin tone. That's crazy. All right. So 1900 block 41st. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Stab wounds to the torso. His death as homicide. No arrests have been made. Investigators do not believe there's a danger to the public at this time. So where is, have you looked up Washigal on a map? The Washigal Police Department released the name of a woman found dead in her home earlier this month. 71-year-old Sandra Ladd was found stabbed to death at her home on the 1900 block of 41st Street shortly after 4.30 p.m. on June 14th. So far, no arrests have been made, but Washigal Police say they don't believe there's a risk to the general public the Washougal Police Department Why? and the Clark County Major Crimes Unit are actively investigating anyone with information about last. Why wouldn't there be a risk to the public? Police or call the Someone just got stabbed line. to death in their home. They don't know who did it. I, I, and I they agree. haven't found they him to this, this day. Everybody, I don't know why this is said. It, I, I, I just assume they don't want people to get worked up, maybe, and grab their guns and think that they need to protect their family. Uh, armed? I, I don't know. Do you guys have any insight into that? That's something that I don't know and haven't thought about personally um, is why they look at these crimes. And yes, I do think that these are targeted crimes. I think that this person planned it out. I think that uh, there was an investment of time into planning this crime out ahead of time. Um, on all of them. They knew what they were doing. They knew when they were going to do it because it was done on the 13th. They knew who they were going to do it to. They knew everything. And I think that they they either stalked them, watched them or whatever leading up to it. So is it just because that was a targeted attack? The cops can come out and say that the, the public is safe? Because in my opinion, that is not safe on every 13th you're safe for a month <laughs> right until the next 13th and then you got to watch your back yeah if i was in that area i would be up at 3 a.m on those the 13th i kind of feel like i want to be up at 3 a.m on the 13th for I, that now was on. yesterday I, th I felt like last night someone was watching me in my sleep too it was me <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say it with a straight face. <laughs> I was gonna try to say it serious, but I it couldn't. was me. What to do? Super fast. Before you even end what you're saying, it was me. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna cry. Oh no. No way, Elliot. So, Elliot, uh, I don't know if you remember. I do remember that. Yes. I do. Yes. And he also, so, Elliot, do, do you mind me asking, um, have you been legally blind your whole life? Or is it some kind of uh, degenerative illness that got progressively <laughs> worse over time? Um, and, and the reason why I'm asking, cause I'm curious if you have ever been able to see images clearly before, but I do know people that have been born blind that can, that still make up images in their head, even though they've never seen things before. Really? Yes. I've heard them talk. I've heard people talk about it that were born blind and they're like, well, do you like, do you like think of how things look in your head? And they're like, yeah, I do. I do like see things in my head. 
wow. th that might not be how it looks in reality, obviously, but like I picture things in my head. I wish that somebody that was blind in that way and had those images would have an ability to draw or create those images. Think how amazing that would be to see what they're seeing when they've never seen anything like that's incredible. I feel like that is a million dollar ID idea for art. All right. So Washugo police department released the name of a woman found deceased in her home. So we got that. Yep. Uh, she was found on June 14th. That does not say that the crime happened on June 14th. Re emergency responders from the Washugo fire department and Washugo police department were dispatched shortly after 4 30 PM on the 1900 block 41st street in Washugo, where they found her dead in her home. The medical examiner determined the lad died of stab wounds to the torso. The manner of death is listed as a homicide. No arrests have been made and investigators do not believe there's danger to the public at this time. Okay. Hmm. So wait, how do we know that it was at like around 3 a.m. June 13th? How do we know that? They were found on the 14th. So when you dig into their investigation is when they said they believed it happened between the 12th and the 13th based on how the body was found. Okay. Um, okay. So she must have been sitting in her home alone for at least 24 hours. Okay. So we don't, I mean, I'm curious if there's any other evidence that shows like what time of day it was when they think it happened. Like, did a neighbor hear a scream or uh, no, Amanda, I haven't seen the artist with no eyeballs that does landscapes. That sounds incredible. Ah, so you were born with that, Elliot. That's interesting. So. So you've seen uh, you your vision has been the same essentially your whole life. Then I I from my understanding of what you're saying. Yeah, born with it. Yeah. Yeah. And a norm wasn't an, a nerve wasn't um, wasn't formed correctly. It didn't close all the way. So it sounds like he yeah. wouldn't have been able to see from birth. Right. Right. So that's in, I I'm also interested. Wow. And you have trouble seeing images, too. That is interesting. So can you see um, like a little bit? Because when I Google it, oh, yeah. So, OK, that's what his people would look like. Oh, a misshapen people that goes oh, down. Oh, OK. Um, but it says it can affect one or both eyes if your child has. Is it columboma? Columboma? Talk to your doctor about the best plan for care. The, there are treatments that can help them make the most of their vision. So, like, okay. maybe they could see a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure what those treatments are. That is interesting. Hmm. Oh, geez. Man, 
we are going to have to go digging because that that other crime, you guys, I had no idea about the Illinois one now. Right. And one of the things that we're going to have to do is look for uh, Koberger's location to one, verify if he could even possibly be the guy in either of those situations. Look like what I mean is. Could the lad, the 71-year-old woman, not be connected? It is super likely they are since it's in the same area, within 70 miles of each other in the same way, on the 13th. Like, uh, it's too similar. But then you have the Illinois one, too, where was that attempt one and something didn't go right? Lad is attempt two, and it did go right. He officially got the ending right that he was looking for and then attempt three is the couple and so on hmm so uh kc was asking are they all on saturdays what what day of the week were these on are they all on saturday uh i don't know that's interesting um let's see here so what is August 13th, 2021 is a Friday. August 13th, 2021 is a Friday. Now let's go to... June 12th or 13th, 2020. What, so the 13th was a Saturday. Okay, so we have a Friday. A Saturday. A Saturday. Yep. Oh, wait. And then wasn't Idaho on a Sunday? So Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What about the Chicago one? Uh, I know nothing about the Illinois one. Let's see. So. Wait, is that the same exact day as the other stabbing we were just looking at? Was that 2021? No. Charleston, Illinois. Okay, so let's look. Charleston. I know what day of the week was it though? June 13, 2021 stabbing. Okay, but what day of the week was it? Uh I don't know. Oh my gosh, you're killing me. So it was June 13th that the stabbing happened? Yes. Three before 3 a.m. So the suspect most likely it was known. a Tuesday. 
Okay, a Tuesday. For the Chicago one. Weird. Okay. The victim entered the home and attacked while they slept. Huh. You're back, Jay. What was going on outside your window? Did Someone wasn't peeping, were they? Because that's scary. Oh, there you go. If any of you need to talk to Elliot, remember to tag his name to where it's highlighted in the chat so that he can hear it if you're talking to him. Okay. Um, Ian said, and all... And all the chat, my mother wants to know if there's a good single video to get an overview of the Moscow murders. Um, like a, a breakdown, like a total breakdown. Do, does she, is she a YouTube fan where she likes uh, content creators and streamers? Because you could always direct her to 48 hours, which you know, it, it, it's mainstream media. They're skilled in giving an overview of the story. And I think it's important for anybody to hear the mainstream story probably first. Before and digging then, in. Yeah. So you hear what is expected um, from this and Brian Koberger and the connections and everything. And that kind of gives you a baseline to go from there, you know. So Elliot said, as far as I can tell, my visual acuity has remained stable at 2400 in my left eye and 2070 in my right eye for most of my life. I can see well enough to walk, but not drive. Oh, okay. That's still so interesting. Um, I just think of a lot of different situations in my life that I've gone through and uh, having eyesight like that, it, you probably have... Your lived experience is probably incredible in anybody that has reduced eyesight in that manner. I, I feel like a lot of people that have no eyesight or reduced eyesight uh, ha have almost, what's the best way of putting it? Like a, a more artistic way of analyzing situations, at least from my encounter of people who have been blind or, or have reduced eyesight. But I mean, everyone's life experience is different. That could just be me, you know, <laughs> guessing, having no life experience with bad eyesight. Shams, what's your story? Was the middle of the night, you get scared of peeping Tom's. I don't see your story. <laughs> I see climbed. How do you make it highlight for? Um, I don't know. Let me try Elliot? to tag. It pops Please up. Look. Tag my name. Oh, oh. <laughs> so oh, you oh, press at, it. and then you start typing the name, and then it'll pop up, and you click on it. Yes. I think. Wait, but. Try it for Elliot. Make sure that... I'll try it and see if it works for Elliot. Hold on. Okay, I'm going to click on it. Send. Just put test. Yeah. It didn't highlight, though. Elliot, tell me if that worked. If Because I tagged you in a comment. Did it work? So that we know to let people know. Interesting. 
I've seen like Ian has done it where he highlighted our name and actually Elliot, I think did it too, where he highlighted. Yeah. Look at oh, thought, right? How, how are you guys doing that? Ian, tell us how you're doing that. Yeah. We're still new. Gold super lame. star of the chat. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ian highlighted Casey too. Interesting. Oh, J-Ray said it only highlights for Elliot, silly goose. Okay. Oh, duh. <laughs> That's super funny. Okay. Okay, so when, I didn't know that. when he sees it, yep. it's highlighted. Yes. Okay, all yes. right, all right. Or it'll talk to him, I yes. think. It'll, it'll say it out loud to him. Yes, 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 absolutely. So when you guys press that, when you type in someone's name and then they click on it, it it'll highlight for that person. Just not you won't see the not highlight. Everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how is for anyone who wasn't here from the very beginning? Uh, I don't know if you watched from the very beginning, but did you enjoy the premiere and us streaming it on here? Is that something that you would like to see us do for the other Idaho topics so that we can engage in, you know, firsthand conversation as we're watching it? I think I th I liked it. OK, so. I think we should premiere it and be in the chat. And then as soon as it ends, we start the stream. Okay. And then go over it. Okay. Okay. We can do That's that. That's what I think. Because I, but... I didn't really talk in the stream when I was doing the premiere. So we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Sham said the story was someone was peeping into the their bedroom late at night, seeing through the window and climbed on the bins. I'm assuming your trash cans. That's really creepy. Get cameras. Hey, because Kate. as we've been saying, peeping toms can turn into serial killers. Yes, they that's absolutely a, that's can. a first step. And and then like, you know, breaking in and getting comfortable doing that, and then you know, watching you sleep, and then like maybe touching you. Yeah, come join the fun, Kate. Yeah, Ian, just go Subscribe. on your go on your way back machine and find some stuff from pre from pre BK. Hey Regina, if I haven't said that yet. Yeah, so we'll we'll set it up to where we do the premiere and talk through it because even though I was doing the live stream, I was talking in the premiere, like typing. So that makes sense doing it like that and just have the stream set up right after. Yeah, it does make you wonder how many times they have looked have watched you, Shams, for real. That is scary. I, I hope you get cameras like a ring setup or Arlo or I don't know what they have in the UK, but go get some little cameras. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah, I bet you can't sleep after that. That's scary. I would be terrified. Elliot said, uh, somebody said, when you said blind people see the world from an artistic perspective, I wonder if that's why I'm so inclined to be a uh, criminal defense lawyer. Oh. I think Brendan said that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah, that Brendan is the this voice. Yeah. Yep. And I'm Malia. Elliot. Oh my gosh, yeah, that is so scary, Shams. Terrifying. Because I've always been scared of that happening to me, looking out a window and seeing somebody standing there. That's like totally a horror movie. I've yeah. always been scared of that. Oh, Elliot said you wouldn't be able to tell that he was blind unless you saw him trying to read his phone. I would have a heart attack, too. What, Cynthia? Good thing I make myself look like a ball-busting bag lady when I walk around my yard into the curb. <laughs> All right, and we're going to figure out the call-in for the stream now, too. Now that yes. we're on this, so... How much more reliable has this been? Way more reliable. It has been. What and and what do you guys think? So our audio is lined up. Um, when we watch videos on YouTube or follow up on videos, that audio's lined up. I don't know about you, but I am really liking the StreamYard much better. And we can invite people on and just have their screen above up here. You know, I think it's been much better. Wait, much, much Shams, better. did you just say that that guy that was peeping on you came to your show and explained it like it was nothing? Are you being serious? Is that what you mean? The peeping Tom came on your show? What? Then he's like a, a, a legit stalker stalker and you need to like get help. <laughs> you need yeah. to have somebody around you at all times. Absolutely. Whichever, whichever the one with the duck is, I like that one. What duck? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Sham said yes. That is it was wild. an X. It was an X. Oh my gosh. That's so, so scary. So scary. Regina That's said terrifying. it's weird when I Google what is the best school for criminal psychology. It like I said earlier, John Jay's number one. There are a bunch in New York, Florida, California. Okay. For what? Google what? Criminal psychology, I think. I think she's digging into Washington State. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's what we were wondering, too, is how the person got in the door, because there was conflicting statements 
where um what is this start oh auto start super chat yeah okay um that uh oh my gosh it's so creepy so um oh so you're way regina's way back <laughs> she just heard us shout her out <laughs> oh so she's gonna hear this way later hi regina we've been talking to you <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you got an ex that is like stalking you now, Shams. Yeah. You you need to be careful. <laughs> Pe yes, peeping Tom's um, that it's terrifying. That can be step one for serial enders. Okay, so Viking, a premiere basically just lets you know when the video is going live, and then there is a live chat so you we guys together you guys can talk in the comments i mean no we're not on the screen at all but he we're was he was live streaming at the same time as the premiere so yeah. premiere is just like the video going live and then people in the chat talking while watching the video um kind of like watching it as a group um, but we were talking about being in the chat, commenting with you guys about the video, answering questions. Yes. And then as soon as the premiere is over, then starting a live stream. Yes, yes, yes. The only thing that I was thinking and why I did the live during the premiere this time. Oh yeah. Premiere is previously recorded. It's a pre-recorded video. Pre yeah. Premiere is. But the only reason why I was considering doing the live with the pre, uh, with the premiere <laughs> is that um is so people don't have to switch from one video to the next that we, we could just all get be on one get on one stay on one and so on yeah we i like tonight too tonight was a good conversation because we had a really good topic this is a strong topic really strong topic it's interesting um i do think we should request police records on it i agree we should i there is meat on the bone here you guys i mean you guys saw how worked up this made me i was so worked up over this because i feel like this is so insanely logical and in your face that I don't understand how there hasn't been a connection. Like, I don't get it. I get so offended when I figure things out. That isn't my job, right? I'm not an investigator, but when I figure things out, it, it makes me offended that police aren't on that. Yeah, like I can see that. Come on, bro. Oh, wait. I'm going to test. Hey, Matt. That's my oh, first time look. seeing you in the when chat. When we're answering questions, I can actually post them. I know. That's what I was saying last night, that you should do that. And okay. you were just like, oh, okay. I, I didn't know what you were talking about. I was like, that's so cool. Like, you can actually put the comment up on the screen. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I was 
hitting that too. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome, Shams. I'm glad you're enjoying the channel. I'm going to have to check out yours where your ex calls in. <laughs> it talks about peeping on you. Yes. Mike, you're not you're not old. There's no there's no it, age doesn't matter. Yeah, but he is right about the movies from the 80s like that they glorified drunk driving date grape yes. and peeping toms are semi cool and funny example revenge of the nerds like yes. yeah, it it is crazy. It is totally nuts. Cuz I I watched a lot of 80 movies. Like I got into that that phase and my that was my mom's era yeah so i mean she had tons of 80s movies yeah I that mean, she made these movies are awesome they, they are for the storyline yeah but yes there's a lot of 80s movies you look back and you're like ooh, that you know putting people down and making people feel or seem bullied like there's a lot of that going on What All right? We're not posh. If only you knew me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. In real life, I'm not posh. Mm -mm. You don't know that I wouldn't like you. You don't know that. No. No. Everyone's awesome in here. Seriously. Yeah. Everyone's awesome in here. The only difference is in IRL, in real life, um, I'm a little bit more raw, I would say. Like, cuss, stuff like that. I think. You know. Not to toot your own horn or anything. No, I'm, I don't mean it as a good thing. I, I cuss. I, I don't mean it as a good thing. I just mean that, like, not, not like cussing's a good thing. I'm picking uh, on you. I, I, I know, but I'm just trying to... I, I'm just trying to paint an image because I feel like we have this image of like super G rated and super good on here. And I, I feel like we're a good blend of everything. Yeah. In, in real life. Yeah. I cuss like a sailor. Like I, he gets on to me to make sure I don't cuss on this channel, but Ian said we should have a second channel where Brennan can say cuss words. <laughs> Our second channel is just where we cuss. We're, we're gonna do, we're gonna have, member videos because um so for those of you that don't know yet um i was a bad kid growing up i used to hang out with a lot of really bad people people that went to prison um i have charges in my past i have all these things that i think made me interested in true crime today because i've experienced some of that stuff and we want to be able to share some of those stories uh, with you guys and I'm talking like movie Hollywood movie style situations and stories and share them with you guys so you guys have a better understanding of some of our background and where that experience comes from and you know 
things like how I lost my license for eight years and the story behind that, uh, how all kinds of stuff like. Yeah, I've got charges, too, and I almost was a double convicted felon, but I got off. So, yeah, <laughs> most of my charges, I, I like. You know. I think it makes you... They got expunged. I think it makes you a relatable person when you can talk through that Hey, if we're all... If we are all millennials in this chat for the most part, then you know we all probably have a criminal record. Right. (laughs) We are. Millennials are like (laughs) the criminal generation. (laughs) Right. That's super funny. All right, guys, that is it for tonight. And tonight was an amazing one. Actually, Cynthia, I have been raided before. Not my house, but I was raided. Actually, twice. Yeah. I'm just glad I'm at a different place now. Um yeah me too have done a lot of growing up have uh been through a lot of life experiences and um that's funny yeah been through a lot of life experiences and i feel like those life experiences made me interested in 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 true crime and like there's an there's an element of entertainment in criminal culture There is totally entertainment in looking back at criminal culture and seeing how uh, it was and and how you grew from it and how you came out of it. And uh, we want to be able to share those with you. I mean, crazy stories, you guys. Pulling safes, all kinds of stuff. But yeah, that is it for tonight. Tonight was amazing. Such good conversation. Such great topics. Everyone, thank Ian for sending us that topic. Uh, if you guys saw he was the prisoner, did you see, Ian, your your name tag where it says prisoner? It doesn't Under- say prisoner. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. On the premiere. Yes, it does. That's not the thumbnail I made. Did you add prisoner to No, it? not the thumbnail. It's every time I referenced his... Um... Here, I'll show real quick. Hang on. that's super funny (laughs) he's prisoner of the channel that's why he's the star of the chat we're holding him prisoner in our mom's basement yes Meow and good night. All right, guys. Yeah, Ian, that's what I thought. I asked you earlier about that. It, it is interesting how he focused on something totally different than what you intended in the articles, but I'm going to try to focus on what your actual intention was in an upcoming, no, yeah. in an upcoming podcast. That was we like are. a, that, that podcast episode 37 
was like we just got back from that trip and we were just doing updates like shorter yeah. shorter things um so we didn't get the chance to dig in on the timeline what you were what we normally do we didn't yeah we literally didn't do we did like an hour of discovery and research for each topic when normally it's like six so um yeah just the differences was not there but um but yeah we're gonna dig into the timeline like you suggested and we'll have and more the knife wielder yes more. yes and yeah. we'll have more on that at a later date but all right guys we appreciate it appreciate you tonight was super fun super good super great topic and uh we're gonna be actually we think we have another video coming out with this topic too so um we appreciate you all and remember memberships are open if you want to join awesome if you don't awesome it is okay either way we treat everybody the same and we're going to be doing some membership videos with our background and things like that though um, we're going to be adding perks like badges yes, emotes, badges um, emotes and all that fun it's stuff. a work in progress we're going to be adding things as we go to yes. the membership we will be adding them as we go and uh but just don't feel obligated the last thing i want somebody to feel like is like you're obligated to be a member no not at all it's not only all. if you want to the only thing we care that you bring is conversation you don't have to speak either you can just watch if you want but we like to come on here and talk with you guys and learn and grow and shape and form our opinions and ideas so <laughs> he Ian just showed prisoner to his mother and she's a fan <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that is super funny all right thanks all right, to guys. all of you each and every one of you thank you so much and yes. have a great night we will be back on sunday maybe hi, ian's mom hi ian's mom <laughs> maybe saturday yeah maybe for a watch party maybe we'll more on that in a community post um, but if not, Sunday, 9 p.m. Central Time in the United States. Yes. See you there. Yes. See and you later. Have a great weekend. Have a great night. Julie Ray. I got you, Mike. I am going to Google Julie Ray. Lawrenceville yeah. Julie Ray. Got it. All right. See you guys later. Thank you all. And to all a good night. Good night. Bye.